So what? So you I'm want just to... trying to save you, man. <laughs> no, you're not. You're, they, I, look, it's a full-time job keeping you from looking like a moron. <laughs> and I can't do it all day, every day. I have to trust your wife. I have to trust other people to do it. Uh-huh. I'm doing it now. Now is the time I'm entrusted to save you <laughs> from looking terrible. But well, if you want to do it, I, you know, uh, if you're you, just adamant about sharing it, <laughs> you brought it I, up. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stop you. You brought it up, so I think we I should get into I it. Had something to say. I okay. Well, let's say. Let's hear it. What do you got to say? Well, I. I mean, we. It needs some backstory. I can't just say the part that you would understand. I, we have to. So okay. So we're working on a new jingle. Yeah. Do well, you agree new, with that. Well, <laughs> new new lyrics. We're we're reimagining. Can't, okay. An existing jingle. How about that? Is All that right. fair? No, yeah, it's great. You're going to continue to nitpicks the whole time or <laughs> just in this segment here? No, the whole time. All right, so we got a new, we got some new lyrics for a, a an old jingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An old, lo- beloved jingle. Yes. New lyrics came your way. Right. You got hung up on a rhyme. Correct. Would you agree with that assessment? Yes. Okay. By way of example, <laughs> I personally think uh-huh. the name Weist uh-huh. and the name Reese are perfectly fine lyrical rhymes. Well, you disagree with that. I do disagree with that. You do disagree with that. Well, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, in the history of this jingle, we oh, have Jesus. always had. Perfect rhymes. We've never the had a slant rhyme. The sanctity of the jingle. That's right. <laughs> never had a slant rhyme. And I thought, and, and, and by the way, when I received these new lyrics, okay, would you care to read the very first words of the text you wrote me with those lyrics? Oh, no, no. I, I, I trust you to read them. I know what I wrote. Okay, I'll I know read what them I wrote. Then. Okay. And I quote, rewrites and utterly dismissive gestures, welcome. Welcome. Rewrites, welcome. 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 That's right. So yeah. I I said, the first thing I said in my reply was, these are great. And they are great. I love them. But I thought maybe, you know, I'd offer you some alternatives to maybe juice them up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did. And, and, and only then, and I apologized in the moment, was I able to notice that I felt very connected to Diane Weist being part of the jingle. <laughs> I have a Weist infection, as you know. <laughs> Apparently you do. I have a Weist infection. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the Weist of it all. <laughs> but that's, that's you. I mean, you need to go to Weist Watchers. The that's writer fine. That's of it. the lyrics. <laughs> that is me. You're goddamn right it's me. <laughs> but that's Who not else is it going to be? The audience. Think about the children. Think about I the am. people. I'm I'm bestowing them a, a a mental image of Miss Diane Weist. Why do you have such a thing for Diane Weist? I, I can't understand it. it seems she illogical. Just, uh oh, I don't know. Beautiful, talented, <laughs> super awesome. <laughs> what what more do you need? <laughs> I just need three other celebrities whose last names rhyme with hers. That's all I, I need. I gave you close enough rhymes. Close enough. Uh-huh. Shut up. Here's the thing. Here is another thing. You're willing to rhyme Neeson with Reese, but not Weist with Reese. That's insane. Well, that was one of the options. That was not my top choice for an option. I was giving you many options. And the way that one would work actually does rhyme better than Weist. 
because it's Liam Neeson. Mm. And then you you sneak the it's, it's, mm you're, on the, you the make next yourself syllable. ridiculous. You make yourself <laughs> ridiculous. That you you g- glottal shocked niece, mm, and that's suddenly better than a, a soft T at the end of the rhyme. What the I fuck would, out of my face. What get I would, out. I can't. I can't get Leave out of my your house. <laughs> what I would prefer is a perfect rhyme. That would be the the best case scenario in my mind. All right. Well, we're scrapping the whole if if it's not if we, there's no weast, then there's no lyrics. For and this me. is what happened. Then you, you started you started song. kicking stones in the backyard and you took all Yo, your toys and went home. Is that what I was doing? Okay, fine. <laughs> I I have a I have a purity in my heart. And I live by the ter- the rules in so much as you have done it unto the weast of these. <laughs> you have done it unto me. <laughs> You want weast out? I go too, pal. <laughs> I'm dying on a hill, Mount Weast. I'm dying on it. Sometimes you just got to kill your children. You know what I'm I mean? Not, I this won't is... do it. I won't. Not in this case. I won't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. I guess we just have artistic differences. Yeah, I guess we do. What about... It's a shame because that would have been a super fun jingle. <laughs> what? A... But the others, there were others that are great that don't... Uh don't run into quite the same problem. Yeah, so, you know, other, any, any non weast Reese, Neeson, any, any one of those other ones that I sent you by all means. All right. And I think we can work up one for, uh, for Diane Weast. I, I think I, we can, I like we can work right. her in. There's Leighton Meester. How about that? Diane no, Weast, Leighton Meester. This is all, you're going farther afield <laughs> than what is already existing. Be- this is, it's ludicrous. Beauty and the Beast. I mean, come on, we can make this work. But that's not something we could cast. That's a movie. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that's not an actor, Bill. But those are two roles people could play that are played by actors, right? Sure, sure. But but many, many actors. Doesn't really narrow the field at all. Well, there's two, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, m- many actors have played them over the years! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Robbie Benson, for example. Robbie Benson, the great Robbie Benson. <laughs> the great Robbie Benson. <laughs> With those eyes. Oh, my gosh. He had he, great eyes. He really did. Big, giant And eyes. a really nifty voice. Real, uh, I don't know, something all shucksy about it. That's right. Yeah. He was the uh, all shucksiest guy ever. <laughs> he was pretty all shucksy. And he was looking through the eyes of love, I believe, right? In Ice Castles. Wasn't he the, uh, the love oh, yeah. interest in Ice Castles? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Good pull on that, buddy. <laughs> Please, don't let this feeling end. It's everything I am. Everything I want to be. <laughs> right it's that's right great theme right. song looking through the eyes of love well welcome everyone <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking through the eyes of love of my partner matt zumbo no you are not <laughs> you're you're looking you're you're shutting me down you're dismissing my ideas you're ruthless you're ruthless <laughs> Hun of a man. Rewrites welcome. They were welcome, <laughs> and they were sent lovingly, and they were rejected. <laughs> Absolutely. Your rewrites have been rejected. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. Just, just, in the, just in the one line. Just one line I couldn't have you touch. <laughs> well, you didn't one say line. that ahead of time. I, I know, and I apologize for that. You didn't read that part, did you? <laughs> Want me to read that? Yeah, please do. Okay. <laughs> so, 
I say, <laughs> so you say that, and then I say Miss Weist is irreplaceable, sir. Right, okay. As a joke. Uh-huh. But I'll, I'll have you know that's when it popped into my head that she really is irreplaceable <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> There's a little corner of my heart that's Weisty, and I can't let go of it. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have that looked at by a cardiologist. The, the Weist is rising in my heart, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> then you said uh, in the first one you had a different uh, suggestion we, uh, we won't we won't say who that is because it'll be a surprise it'll yep, be a nice yep, surprise yep. right and then um, yeah, I gave you three options you did one of which I'll, I'll agree was a stretch the Liam Neeson one but the other that's two that's a huge stretch fine it's a huge stretch and that's my major issue was born out of you suggesting Neeson because <laughs> If you can, if you're willing to finesse Neeson, why wouldn't you finesse Weist? It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh huh. And where's the part where you're where where we get on your side now? I, I'm scrolling through. I still don't see it. Well, then I sent you a phenomenal gift of Diane Weist. I think that that turns the tides in my favor that's, for sure. That's a straw man argument at best. <laughs> no, no, I disagree. Uh, only because you can't see the gift currently. If you could, everyone would be on my side. And then I said, I should have said something. Weist is untouchable. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and then I said, I have a Weist infection. Let me have my Weist. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well. And I, I think that I think that's, uh, that makes me the hero right there. <laughs> that, tur- that patently turns me into the hero that exchange. <laughs> Yeah, okay. hero's journey right here. I went on it, became a hero. What I had to sacrifice my. You the didn't love sacrifice of my, a goddamn my, thing. My very own jingle. I'm sacrificing it. <laughs> I'm I'm Caucasianing, chalk circling my jingle lyrics. You really are. But instead of <laughs> instead of saying okay, uh, I'll give myself for the lyrics and giving up something, you're you're killing the child instead. You're just destroying the baby. That's right. Yeah. No, I'm the one <laughs> ripping the baby to shreds to get it out of that circle. That's right. Yeah. Nice. There's other babies, though. <laughs> I gave you a couple other babies. What's one baby? I will say that Diane Weist is great in parenthood. In everything. You could just... She's great in everything. Okay. Guess Guess what we got to do now, buddy? <laughs> we got to <laughs> cast Diane Weist? That's right. Who would they play? Who would they play? This is very exciting for for a, a, a weister like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what she calls her fans. You're probably the weistest of all of her fans. Sometimes we have uh, weister easters, which is we all we all have a weist a weist movie thon on Easter. Oh yeah, she comes to your house and she hides eggs in the backyard. That kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah, we have Weister Easters. That's nice. I mean, those of us in on it. You're clearly, you clearly don't care for Diane Weist. I think she, like I said, she's great in parenthood. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, I can live without uh, Diane. She's so Weist. vulnerable and 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 just, uh, she's just fantastic. I'm surprised you like her so much because she strikes me as one of these real methody kind of actors. You know what I mean? Who, uh, well, look, however she needs to get there is fine with me. Okay, okay, and whatever it takes for Weist to run the course. To get to the results, I'm good with it. Okay. 
And 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 lo and behold, these many years, sixty three credits. I'll have you know, it's a lot. She works a lot. She's a staple of the film industry, (laughs) and she's been fantastic. Yeah, like I said, can't can't fault her performance (laughs) in Parenthood at all. Terrific. This is this is this is unacceptable. (laughs) This is unacceptable. I'm praising her. I feel like you just haven't seen her great work. Perhaps that's true. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I know she was in a bunch of Woody Allen movies, and I don't really love Woody Allen movies, so I usually skip those. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying I'm a big Woody Allen guy, especially now. But uh, you know, her uh, her performances in them, uh, you know, didn't make him a pedophile. Right. True. So, uh, you know. All right. Well, where you, do you want to where do you want to cast Diane Weist in this? I think she would make show. such a phenomenal James Link. Oh, okay. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I can right? see that. Yeah. Then it's like, you know, it, then it's her husband. Right, right. Who's kind of the overbearing asshole. Yeah, that, that would really work for her. Yeah, Yeah, for and sure. she could play that like all day. Yeah, totally. That's great. Like all day, Weast would be playing that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a Weast feast. <laughs> yeah, point. I like to feast on some Weast. <laughs> it's true. It's I true. Mean, I'm not going to lie about especially it. Especially beast mode Weast is the best. <laughs> Right? I mean, when she's really... Weast that. is a beast. You said it. You said it all when you said it, buddy. Not not enough of a beast to put her in a jingle, but uh, whatever. Well, <laughs> I, th- I know I think, you got your reasons. I think I just may have come up with a solution. I don't want to tell you what it is now. Let me work on it, and we'll I'll, I'll send you something later. But okay, I, I love the James Link. That's fantastic. Skeptical. <laughs> I will say. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but okay, you got something brewing. I love that. You like him. You like her there in the link corral. Yeah, that's great. All right, great. Uh, this is. I mean, this is this is tribute enough. If you ask me. I think so. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad you feel better get, about it. Still want to get her in that jingle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Uh, just because I know this is fun, we like to we like to see who's sitting around that corral playing cards or dice or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Uh, she would, be, Mrs. Miss, the great Mrs. Weist would be sharing time with Joaquin Phoenix and Victor Garber. So oh, there you go. That's fun. That's those are some heavy hitters. It's befitting a, a lady of her stature, if you ask me. A lot of talent in that corral. Oozing. Yeah. <laughs> Oozing with talent. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that was great. That was good. Well, well, let me finish this. Welcome, everyone, to Glengarry oh. Glen Ross Infinite. The Glengarry Glen Ross Infinite Podcast. Your source for getting angry about jingle lyrics. <laughs> A better way to feast on some weast. <laughs> that was a hell of a start to this show, I gotta tell you. I think what you need is a weast feast. I think you need to sit yourself down and really get into the whole weast oeuvre. Maybe that's true. Yeah, really weast it up, right. you know? <laughs> just get really... Uh, just, just embed myself in some weast. <laughs> yeah. Put a nice weast in the creases of your mind. A week of weast. I like it. Oh. I like it. <laughs> I, I like it. Anything you got for me that's weast oriented, I'm in. <laughs> I said it earlier. I don't think you heard me, but we could start a club called Weast Watchers. <laughs> It's people who like to watch Diane Weist movies. Was I yelling like a madman <laughs> when you said that? Yes. I don't, I don't hate Weist watchers, though. I'll tell you that. Right? People like to watch Diane Weist. Thanks for circling back around for that. <laughs> You're welcome. That's great. That is great. 
<laughs> All right. And I see the I see the emblem now. WW Weast yeah. Watcher. I'm a Weast Watcher. There you go. Exactly. You get points, yeah. you know, for how many movies you've seen. <laughs> 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 you can't go over too many points in a week, though. You got to be careful. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you um, gotta watch out. Yes. So, what do you you want to start this episode? You don't you don't want to play this game because you've never seen a Diane Weist movie. Is I that can true? try. I mean, if you'd like to highlight some of her work, I'll, I, I'll yeah, definitely I take d- a shot I at do, it. I do because I think that's that's another component missing in your in your whole knowledge okay. of of the Weist oeuvre. Fair enough. All right, I'm going Parenthood. <laughs> what? Yeah, not. I mean, not not in the top four. That's I'm telling insane. you, these are these are big hitters. These are these are massive movies, bigger than Parenthood. She. Right. This is and they big because of Weast, if you ask me. Bullets over Broadway. Nice. Hey, I got one. How about that? Yeah, you nailed it, buddy. You nailed it. <laughs> Nominated, I believe, for an Oscar for that performance. Indeed. That's Helen the one Sinclair. where she goes, Don't speak the whole time. <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh after <laughs> that. Wow. You seem so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> now yeah. I'm, I'm seriously running out of steam. I am okay. Like okay. Well, you we uh, think along the lines of the uh, pedophilic director we were just talking of. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, Hannah and her sisters. Nice. Really? Okay. <laughs> two for two, buddy. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, crimes and misdemeanors. Ooh, that's a good one, but not on the top four. Is she, is she even in that? I don't even know if she's in that one. I think she is in that. Yeah, is she's. She? Okay. That's the thing about Weist. You always see her as an also ran or part of a, you know, part of a an ensemble. Part of an ensemble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but she carries every goddamn scene she's in. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going on the record. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give up now. I don't know what the other two are. You're done. You're out on the two. Yeah. I, I think you did great. Two oh, for thank two. You. Thank you. Yeah, and then the other two are the bird cage. Oh, sure. Uh, slightly forgettable role for her there, but um, but you know, huge movie. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Schenectady, New York. Oh, uh, I love that movie. I don't know if you, you've ever seen? Oh, you did. I love that movie. It's so crazy. Shocking. Wait, shocking. Is, is this the- shocking that, that you would you would forsake her like you did? This is the one I'm thinking of. Is the it's the um. What's his name? The director, the crazy director, uh, who's so brilliant. Who oh did, yeah, he's a who did Charlie John Malkovich. Yeah, Charlie Kaufman. Director. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, writer director. Yeah, writer director. It's a Charlie Kaufman uh, movie, right? And I prefer like, his scripts more than I do his direction, but yeah, great, great movie maker. Yeah, and that movie is bonkers. It is so crazy. It's amazing. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Good, crazy cast in it. It's really yeah. great. Really great. Yeah. Really great. Yeah. Great movie. So if you have not seen Schenectady in New York, it's worth your time. It is really good. Check it out. Yeah. It'll all right. blow your mind. Boom. So there you go. Those are the top four, and they're all phenomenal movies. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I I, I apologize to Miss Weist <laughs> and all of her followers if As I well if should. I offended anyone. Yeah. All of her many what did I call us? <laughs> Weist Weisters? Weisters, I think so. so yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Panty Weists? I don't know. That's not, <laughs> oh, that's, that's quite, insulting, quite and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so that just can't, I don't even know why I still do this with you. <laughs> Who'd have thought Diane Weiss was going to bring down the podcast? I know, right? I guess we're done. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just getting warmed up. 
Yeah, no, we. This is last but not least. That's right, right here. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. Do you want to? Uh, All right. I don't yeah. know. Let's. Okay. Science, math, and geology. Other stuff is numerology. Numerology. Oops. All right. <laughs> All right. Episode number fifty-three, buddy. How about that? Do you I think, think we get this far? No, no, not no. the first time or this time. It's crazy. It is crazy. What Why What are, are we, we doing? doing this? <laughs> Why are we doing this? What are we doing? <laughs> I know I'm getting a lot of notes from management about the numerology segment being a little too long. <laughs> I'm take, I've taken the note, okay? <laughs> Would you just... I'm taking the note. I'm doing what I can. Okay. It's not easy, bud. No. No, it's not. No one said it was. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. <laughs> 53 is the natural number following 52 and preceding 54. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. It is the 16th prime number. Oh, a prime number. That's good to see. 16th, 16th of them. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. It is also an Eisenstein prime. Ooh, Eisenstein. Eisenstein prime. And, buddy, you know what other kind of prime number it is? Oh, I'm afraid to ask. What kind? Hello, boys. <laughs> it's a Sophie Germain prime. Yes. <laughs> we love those. We love that. We love them. We love them. <laughs> I God, I love Sophie Germain. This is fantastic. We, we, I, wish we... I, had, I wish I had a little, like, um, uh, like 1920s, like, you know, jam music to play when Sophie Germain comes up. You yeah, know what some, I mean? Like some some real hoofers. Some yeah, some like uh uh you know prohibition you know bar music to play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like diddly you mean when there were no bars? Yeah, well the speakeasy. So like silence some, some, is what some, you're saying. Some, no, some speakeasy music. Okay, you know what okay, I mean? Like you said bars. Sec- <laughs> bars during A prohibition. Secret. Not a lot of music. <laughs> a sneaky secret, <laughs> you know, speakeasy music is what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. I get it. I get yeah. it. I like it. I like a sneaky speaky speakeasy music. I'm gonna work on that. Hello, boys. <laughs> Welcome back to my numbers. <laughs> I love it. She's saucy, Bill. Oh my gosh. She's so saucy. You can't you can't stop Sophie Germain. You can only hope to contain her. You can, I wouldn't even suggest hoping to contain her because no, you what can are only the hope odds? to can only hope to germane her. <laughs> well done. Oh, thanks. Here's another good one for you, buddy. Okay. There's a good one for Billy. Yeah. A G O F B is what we're going to call those from now on. <laughs> good one for Billy. The sum of the first fifty three primes. Is five thousand eight hundred and thirty, which is divisible by fifty-three, a property shared by few other numbers. How about that? Do you love that? That's crazy. I was expecting a bigger reaction. I'll be honest. It's well, <laughs> it's it's kind of a stretch. You know what I mean? There's a lot of adding and dividing and things to go but, through. Okay, but, but yeah, you, that's you add very up the cool. First fifty-three prime numbers, primes, and you get right? a number divisible by fifty-three. Yeah, that's nutty. You usually love that shit. I do love it. I feel like the weast of it all has really <laughs> thrown <laughs> thrown you off kilter a bit. <laughs> Is that true? Well, I'll try to no, I'll try to get it back. Are you I, writing just, the ship? What? Yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> writing the ship. I'm trying to write the ship. The ship, I'm writing it. My man. <laughs> what? 
53 written in the hexadecimal way is 35. Oh, that's funky. That is the same characters used in the decimal representation, but reversed. Four additional multiples of 53 share this very property. Oh, that's crazy. 371, 514, 9,948, 8,520,820. 520. <laughs> All also share this. That's wacky. It is wacky. It is wacky. It's, it's that whole hexadecimal reversing the number thing. <laughs> We've all seen like, it a million times. <laughs> but who stumbled on that first? Like, who was like, wait a minute. Yeah, somebody named Klaus, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Right? Yeah. Klaus so von, von Hermann Schneider. Yeah, I, mean, I have to get this on <laughs> Wikipedia right away. <laughs> Continue to add numbers, prime numbers, until you get to that number, but reversed it, okay? <laughs> huh? <laughs> it's a hexadecimal, <laughs> don't you get it? <laughs> what am I working with here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just look you've met the numbers and everything. I mean come on, just Klaus, we're, cold. We're it's just interns, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the best we can, okay? Uh, oh gosh, so we're working for free for my you. Time. I, the least you can oh. do is show a little a little respect. Oh, mein Kampf. <laughs> mein Kampf! <laughs> My struggle. That's funny. All right, this guy's <laughs> this guy's one of the bad Germans. Can we? <laughs> can somebody? I, I had a feeling coming in here that this was going to be a problem. <laughs> now he just says Mein Kampf. Can somebody please get this Nazi off my <laughs> get back? This Klaus off my back. <laughs> Fifty-three cannot be expressed as the sum of any integer and its base ten digits, making fifty-three a self number. A self number. Self number, that's, buddy. That's fun. Yeah, it's like uh, it's individually, you know. Very independent. Independent. Yes, thank you. Independent. It's got an individuality to it. Yeah. You know, you can't tell fifty-three what to do. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. I like it. 53 is also the smallest prime number that does not divide the order of any sporadic group. Oh. (laughs) I love some of the the stuff out of context. Like when I I read sporadic group, I'm like, the Shriners? What are we talking about here? (laughs) (laughs) The NRA? And then I just remember we're talking, it's a sporadic group of numbers. (laughs) Right. I thought the same thing. I was like, well, that, that group is so sporadic. I mean, who can divide it? They're all over the place. They are all you over know, the place. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way you can figure that out. It's like uh, right to lifers or whatever the fuck. Like, quit it. <laughs> Qu- quit it. Quit being so sporadic, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's your biggest problem. <laughs> all right. We're moving on to science. Yes. Right? Yeah. Everybody loves science except for those people who are unwilling to wear masks in public. Yeah. And those people can suck a Dickopedia. Way to go. 53 is the atomic number of iodine. Oh, here's something useful. Yeah. Everybody loves iodine, right? It is incredibly useful. Yeah. Iodine is the chemical element with the symbol I and the atomic number 53. It is the heaviest. It's cool that it has... Oh. It has just the letter I. You like right? the I. Mean, I. That's cool. That's cool. It's like it's own. It's like I am iodine. Yeah, it's like fifty three is a self number. It's it's yeah. It's, it's relative 
letter on the atomic chart is I. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is an I in iodine. And it's a self number. That's Well, that, yeah, I I think I just said that. You did? I think so, yeah. I think that's what I was getting at. (laughs) I'm going to thank you to listen to my words. (laughs) Once you do it, I will thank you, I guess is how that goes. Check the tape. Somebody check the tape. I'm pretty sure I said it. Okay. I mean, we're going to housekeep the fuck out of this next week. <laughs> Only because you said check the tape. You want to push me to answer you. We're going to check the tape. You're goddamn right we're going to check the tape. This is a very contentious episode. I thought we had gotten past this. I thought we did too. <sighs> and then, right, we'll and then Diane Weist entered our lives. <laughs> it was a love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a love... Uh, quadrangle i because you have a hate thing going on too you just don't like weast you know if it's great if it's it's anyone you love you're you're gonna you're gonna accept it and and do the jingle but some about weast i think you just don't like weast yeah the only thing i don't like about it is it doesn't rhyme it rhymes (laughs) weast and reese and and some other ones that were close enough for lyrics This is, we're, this is, we're, not, we're not setting this Close up as an example of, of a definitive rhyme. We're saying, does it work in a song that's easy to listen to? Yes, it does. <laughs> Hurts my ears. Not easy to, for me so to listen to. So you only that. listen to music with perfect rhymes. I try this to, This is yeah. the most bullshit argument I've ever heard from you. <laughs> and that's saying something. Look, we have standards. Oh, we my have to try God. To maintain those standards. I just want, I just, just cut, cut my wrists and cut them vertically. <laughs> so it really sta- takes, I, I just can't, I don't know if I can go on like this. <laughs> think of the children. <laughs> just think of, why will no one think of the children who have to grow up <laughs> listening to that? Okay. Iodine is the heaviest of the stable <laughs> halogens. It exists as a lustrous purple-black non-metallic solid at standard conditions. Purple-black. Yeah, I always great, think nice of it as combo color there. <laughs> I always think of it as brown. No, no, it's liquid black. Yeah, purple-black. <laughs> it melts into come a on. deep violet liquid at 114 degrees Celsius. Come on, come back. Come Bo- back to the program. Boils to a violet <laughs> gas at 184 degrees Celsius. Oh, that's fun! Is it violet gas? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what fun is anymore. I I thought I knew. (laughs) Violet gas would be really cool to see. Too much time with you, guy. Doesn't know what fun is anymore. I, (laughs) I used to know. I don't know anymore. A big cloud of purple (laughs) gas. That would be so cool. I mean, yeah, that does sound nice. A purple haze running through my mind. Well, look at you. Uh huh. Yeah. I bet you there's some rhymes that are not perfect rhymes in that song. I get. I, I know that there are. Because he was on LSD at oh, the time. So maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> maybe it's LSD? not the death knell of a lyric to have a non-perfect rhyme in there. <clears throat> <laughs> it depends on your standards, I suppose. <laughs> if it's, look, if it's good enough for Jimi Hendrix, it should be good enough for you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I know you're an award-winning songwriter. <laughs> and yeah? that would make others want to defer, but not me. Because <laughs> I know you before your awards, I knew you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is me, oh. buddy. This, <laughs> this is, is Ricky. This Jim. is Zumbo, Bill. 
All right, so you got a you got a violet gas at 184 degrees Celsius. However, it sublimes oh. easily with gentle heat. Um, you got a problem I need with help that? with that? I, the verb. I don't understand sublime. The transition of a substance directly from the solid to the gas state. Would you just fucking pay attention once in your life? <laughs> We've been through sublimes before, buddy. <laughs> It's really becoming abundantly clear that you just have stopped listening to me. I mean, one wonders how you're able to do this podcast with me, and that's it. That's your coping mechanism, is just not listening. I mean, it helps. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, this sublimation, if you'll ride with me on that for a second. Sure. This subliming easily with gentle heat. Uh-huh. Results in a widespread misconception, even taught in some science textbooks, that iodine does not melt. Huh. But it does. Just so fast you don't even see it, right? I, I guess that's, I mean, it sublimes easily. So I guess yeah. it's like so easy that you're just like, that's not melting. Wait, right. is that melting? It's already melted. Like before you even get a chance to notice the sublimation, it's already that's a liquid. Right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. That's cool. Iodine I like was, that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It doesn't mess around. It's not going to sit around subliming all day. You know, it's just going to get to the thing. No, you know? it's quick, it's quick do... to sublime. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, gets it's it sublimes in 4.3 seconds. It's it's great. It runs Don't a good 40. <laughs> iodine. <laughs> uh, how long before we see iodine as a as a name? Iodine, iodine? Jenkins <laughs> runs a 4.4. That's a cool nickname, though. Oh, yeah. It's a great nickname. Iodine. That is a great... I've never heard anybody be called Iodine, though. Well, I like the nickname. I mean... We've had Mercury Morris, you know? There's been a bunch of elemental nicknames, actually. Yeah, Yeah. I'm trying to think of other elemental nicknames, but Iodine is a fun one. Yeah. No, it is. Uh, Iodine Stein. Jimmy Stein. Iodine (laughs) Jimmy Stein. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Iodine was discovered by the French chemist Bernard... Courtois. Oh, Courtois. Courtois. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Courtois. That was way back in 1811. Um, However, it was named two years later by Joseph Louis Gay Lussac. Ah, Lussac. After a Greek word meaning violet colored. Hey, there you go. Something in iodine, you know. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Um... Yeah, I, I, I like how in many of these elements there's a discoverer and then a scant year or two later there is a namer. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. It is. I like it, though. I like it. It's a running theme in the in the elements. I guess some guys just aren't creative enough. Or they just don't know name. that they've even discovered a new thing. They think it's waste Maybe. or runoff or burnoff or whatever. You know, that's like that's the story we huh. keep hearing. Oh, OK. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. th- even that, you might want to give a name. You know what I mean? Like that that poopy stuff that I found, <laughs> you know, or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and yeah, and you say there's a problem with creativity. <laughs> Call it something. Give it a that name. Poopy stuff. <laughs> That's really the height of creativity, buddy. Runoff one zero six three two. But like we could be calling iodine like Courtois. That's true. You know? Oh, you got a little cut. Yeah. Put some Courtois on it. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have the same ring no it really doesn't i'm glad they and you couldn't really you couldn't use it as a nickname like iodine no, it's not stein a cool nickname. iodine stein would be shit out of luck 
<laughs> Courtois Stein. That's no good. No, it's no fucking good. No. <laughs> the dominant producers of iodine today are Chile and Japan. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is nice. Two two countries you don't really think of in the same breath, Chile. And yeah, Japan. they're not often they're, paired they up, go. are they? No, I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think so either. Just in their iodine production, probably. Well, hey, way to go. <laughs> Good job, fellas. Keep and coming ladies. at us with some iodine, <laughs> and we'll keep thanking you. <laughs> it's cause, because it's so widely used, iodine and its compounds are primarily used in nutrition. Uh-huh. Due to its high atomic number and ease of attachment to organic compounds, it has found favor as a non-toxic radio contrast material oh sure how about that do you know what a radio contrast agent is like if you're getting an mri or something like that that's exactly right right, buddy good for you yeah Yeah, the visibility of internal structures like x-rays or or tomography or projectional radiography or fluoroscopy even nice yeah iodine's good for a lot of stuff a lot of graphies and scopies yeah right you got your graphies you got your spot scopies you got a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> makes your organs all purpley you know, on the right. inside That's so you right. can see them it's nice um iodine is the fourth halogen being a member of group 17 in the periodic table below fluorine chlorine and bromine <laughs> it is the heaviest stable member of its group hey i'm at that <clears throat> because it's so heavy sorry <laughs> that's all right because it's so heavy it keeps getting picked on by bromine Oh, see, I went, I went the other way. I thought it was like, uh, I thought it was a real uh, kingpin, okay, he- heavy stable member, and bromine and chlorine are just like, hey, whatever you say, boss. <laughs> hey, whatever you need, whatever it is. That's good too. It is, you know, it is the I. It's I. That's right. I. That's am right. Iodine. It's the kingpin yeah. of that group seventeen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't nobody fuck with that. No, too heavy and stable to move off the top of the mountain. It's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Who's doing it? Fluorine? Please. You? Chlorine? I don't think so. I don't think so. You, Lieutenant Weinberg? (laughs) Nice. Uh, Because of the specificity of its uptake by the human body, radioactive isotopes of iodine can be used to treat thyroid cancer. Oh, yeah. That's good. Iodine is also used as a catalyst in the industrial production of acetic acid. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's important. Yeah, for sure. Seems to me noteworthy that Courtois, who was born to a manufacturer of saltpeter um, or potassium nitrate, which is an essential component of gunpowder, um, at the time of the Napoleonic Wars, uh, saltpeter was in great demand in France. And so Bernard Courtois, born of a manufacturer of saltpeter, Came, came across yeah. this iodine as a result of that. Oh, okay. Saltpeter produced from French nitri beds, nitra beds. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, either. Oh. Required sodium carbonate, which could be isolated from the seaweed collected along the coasts of Normandy, Normandy, Normandy and Brittany. <laughs> so did Courtois get like super rich off of this whole thing like he was making all the saltpeter selling the saltpeter and then he's like oh i found this iodine i would say he was like born into some money as he was born as a man born into a manufacturer of of saltpeter yeah he's probably doing pretty well (laughs) he's doing very well (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Who, Courtois? No, he's doing very well. With the iodine? He's doing very well. <laughs> I heard the saltpeter was running cold. No, no, you hear a lot of things. He's doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> the saltpeter was running in that cold. Powder. <laughs> a lot of money in that white powder. Amen, brother. <laughs> um, to isolate the sodium carbonate, the seaweed was burned and the ash was washed with the shore water. The remaining waste was destroyed by adding sulfuric acid. Courtois once added way too much sulfuric acid and a cloud of purple vapor arose. Ah. He noticed the vapor crystallized on cold surfaces, making dark crystals. Huh. Courtois suspected that this material was a new element but lacked the sufficient funding to pursue it further. How about that? Uh, he won the second. Uh, I've uh, made uh, dark uh, crystals. Uh, and, uh, you see them here? Uh, I know, uh, no more money, though, so he shrugged off my shoulders. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's Italian, too. I don't know how that happened. He's, look, he's got... Look, he, there was a lot of intermingling... <laughs> he had a crazy melding of accents. What can you do? I don't know. What can you do? <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> if you do not Stand. have the goddamn iodine. <laughs> Stand back. I'm going to make a purple cloud. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Accent correct and everything. Uh, so there you go. You got any questions? I've opened, I'm going to open the floor at the end of every uh, science section. <laughs> Good. That'll make it go fast. Yeah. Well, that was, it was one of, yeah, I want to take a quick Q&A to really speed things up. <laughs> I don't have any questions. You got any, you're no. good. I'm good. All right. We're going to move on into astronomy then, buddy. All right. Yeah? Yeah. All right. We got, a, we got us a Messier object. Fantastic. M53, a magnitude 8.5 globular cluster in the constellation Coma Berenices. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, you really like that. It's globular, first of all. A lot of fun. You also always love the globular clusters. Yeah. Well, you got to love a globular I mean, cluster. You're right. It's hard not to love them. You're right about that. <laughs> and it's in Coma Berenices, which is also a lot of fun. That's right. Yeah, that Berenices that just lays there all the time, won't wake up. <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> we also got an ngc pal oh fantastic ngc 53 is a magnitude 12.6 barred spiral galaxy in the constellation tucana wow that's a big one it, yeah 12.6 is massive 12.6 yeah it is it is a barred and spiral galaxy like that's gotta Damn. be big right yeah and it's in tucana tucana that's uh Tukanasama. <laughs> Remember that guy? Remember Toucan Sam? Of course, yeah, Fruit Loops. <laughs> you gotta love your Fruit Loops. I follow my nose. <laughs> it always knows. What the fuck was with the Toucan Sam speaking like James Foley? What what was that about? <laughs> and I'm sorry, but toucans don't have noses. <laughs> no, they have beaks. They have beaks. Which right? he that he followed up, I follow my nose. It always knows with, I smell with my beak the flavors I seek. That was completely erroneous. Yeah, right? I mean, it's... Uh, you don't smell don't with know. your beak, Foley. Sometimes when people try to do a perfect rhyme, they just screw the whole thing up. Oh, my God. What? Beak and seek? That's not a perfect rhyme? 
No, the nose, it always knows. They were trying to do like a, they were trying to, you know, they're well, trying to I be Well, I guess that's sneaky. not technically a rhyme, no, but. It's not because it's, well, it's a homonym. It's a homonym, yeah. exactly, exactly. Ugh, but Weast and Reese, that rhymes all day, buddy. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> that that rhymes twice on Sunday, even. Ugh. And on Weaster Sundays, it's rhyming all day. <laughs> <laughs> Weaster Sunday. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we got there. That's well, Toucan Sam for you. He uh-huh. had a Fruit Loopy beak that apparently he, he smelled flavors with. Somehow. Yeah, that's amazing. I follow my nose. It always knows. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll direct a film written by David Mamet. <laughs> Um, Cosmo, I'm looking in your direction. Let's get <laughs> let's get two Ken Sam on that set, huh? <laughs> um, we're moving into other fields. We got okay. some really fifty three about to come at you, buddy. Excellent. Yeah, fifty three is the racing number of Herbie, the fictional Volkswagen Beeble. 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 The fictional Volkswagen Beeble with a mind <laughs> of its own, first appearing in the 1968 film The Love Bug. <laughs> That's what I used to call my girlfriend. <laughs> Hello. What love. do you call her now? Hello, love. <laughs> now I call her bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Herbie the Love Bug? Do I ever? Yeah. I actually I, never liked those movies. They're pretty dreadful. It's really. one of those things, I mean, and I'm this. There's a million of these in my life, probably in yours too, but I don't want to assume. Where like. Everyone liked it or told me I should be liking it, so I pretended like I liked it, <laughs> and I hated it. <laughs> you know, like I, I didn't get excited about Herbie the Love Bug ever, not once in my life. Yeah, I liked Herbie the Love Bug, but there are so, like that, that period of Disney movies, there's a whole stream of Disney, Disney movies where the, uh, it's the, the, the plot is so implausible, and it, it's got this razor-thin line on which it can tap dance before you're like, I'm out that, you know, it's like the, the flubber, you know, there's the flubber, there's the, 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 the shaggy the DA, flubber. you know, all, all these movies where it's like, you know, it, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you at first, but about 10 minutes in, I'm like, Oh, this is so dumb. And you just, you just want to get out of it. The, <laughs> it is. It's really the, dumb. Do you the think donkey, the donkey that was kicking the field goals. I mean, there's so many of them. There's oh, just a whole stream now that of one's these a movies. Classic. <laughs> do you think we and they could, all had uh, they all had kurt russell in them too by the way well i mean that's that's the saving grace of all those movies i love kurt right. russell i love him to death he's the most charismatic handsome fella you ever saw Ooh, 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 ooh! <laughs> yes or not <laughs> oh oh mr Carter, mr Carter, <laughs> can we cast him Now this guy, what a career this guy's had. Are you kidding Talk me? Talk about a long Are you career. Kidding me? My God. He was on he's been on or in everything. TV, but, movies, you name it. He's yeah. just like IMDB has him at a hundred credits, and that's oh my God. that even seems low to me. He's been on Goldie Hawn. I mean, this guy just everything. He's everywhere. All right, that's that's what? inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't have you talking like that. About Miss Hahn. 
What? They're married. It's okay. They're not married. Decidedly, not? famously were. unmarried. Oh, but they're together. They're yeah, a couple, yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, no, they eschew that whole marriage is, is sanctity and blah, blah, blah. And I commend yeah, that's them for cool. it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> Whatever you need to do, Kurt. I'm down. <laughs> Mr. So Russell, Mr. Have... Russell. Marriage <laughs> is stupid, isn't it? <laughs> that's what I would say to him if I ever <laughs> If we have... <laughs> If we have Kurt Russell and Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, can he at least wear an eye patch <laughs> like he does as Snake Plissken? <laughs> that would be awesome, right? Ooh, Williamson with an eye patch. Can you see yeah, it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Can you see it? I love it. <laughs> I lo- And I do love Snake Plissken. I do. Oh, sure. That, those movies are just bonkers. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, way, crazy. Way off the map, but fun. Yeah, very fun. Um. Well, does... Is, are we laying it there? Are we laying Kurt Russell at the feet of Williamson? I don't know. Let's explore it. Yeah, let's more. yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. Keep I think delving. he'd be a really good Blake, actually. Great Blake. Yeah. But he's also very affable. Yeah, that's true. I'm not saying that that uh uh, uh, uh Mr. Alec Baldwin isn't affable, but less so than I think generally thought of as less charismatic than say your Kurt Russell's. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, on a surface level, I would say that's true. You know, Kurt Russell's just got that natural, like, likability. As soon as you see him, you're like, oh, I like that guy. Yeah, you're not like, what a weird, fat, angry guy. You don't, right, think, exactly. like, you don't think that about Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's got like, he's got both a, a superhero and everyman quality about him. He's one of those rare guys. Exactly. Yeah. He's got that star quality, that je ne sais quoi. <laughs> he's got that courtois. He's got the him. je ne sais quoi. <laughs> he really does though there's like he i've never met him i'm sure if i did i would be awestruck i'd, I'd have that little bit of that star star yeah he seems stuff. totally down to earth though he just seems like yeah whatever you know what i mean like, yeah, i don't know does. if he is but he seems that way but look at him <laughs> yeah yeah like just perfect yeah so and, and yeah. as a kid even looked perfect you know what i mean like it wasn't like he was right like ever since 1964 this guy has had that thing whatever it is it's he's true. been doing it's true if you saw him on the street you'd be like well now that guy's got something yeah exactly right yeah. yep yeah i mean he his career goes way back like oh yeah early credits are in 63 64 oh. are you fucking kidding me i know right Apparently, he That's was on an episode of Gilligan's Island, not to derail I, the episode. He but. was. I, yes, I remember that clearly. Yeah, That's he was crazy. The, he was like Monkey Boy or something. You know, <laughs> and, uh, he was. He was like a little like a, like a Tarzan little boy, Tarzan boy or something. Yeah, he's, he's, he's credited here as Jungle Boy, but I much yeah, prefer Jungle Monkey Boy. Yeah, Jungle Boy, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Gilligan meets Jungle Boy. Gilligan? Uh, there's some sort of Monkey Boy on the <laughs> island. Skipper! <laughs> oh, right. Skipper, professor. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, so, uh. okay. But, okay. So, he's super charismatic and likable. Yeah. N- not, not to say he couldn't play Blake, but maybe he shouldn't, you know? I hear you. Yeah. Um, Although, it's a, neat, it's a neat twist to have a Blake who, like... Yeah, it's you know, sort of likable on the surface, but it's just a cunt. You know what I mean? Who could fill out that double-breasted suit, like looking real sharp? Absolutely. All right, I'm cool with it. I mean, he he's not the he's not he's not he doesn't quite fit my typical Blake criteria, 
But, you know, none of the other people in the Blake Corral do either, so. Okay. Yeah, I think it's really, I think he'd be really good. Like, uh, just like you said, he's just he's so handsome and, you know, all in that suit and everything and with the watch and the brass ball. I mean, I think he'd be great. <laughs> with an eye patch, though. I'm, I'm including Please. that. Okay, good. Okay. Great. Done. Done. Fantastic. Done indeed. Now, I love it. This is a tough one, buddy. Okay. So the stakes go all the money in my pocket. Oh, wow. Just because right, there's so is, much to choose from. There really is a lot. And that makes it all the more difficult because he's been in so many things. And I will say, when I stopped at Target on my way home wearing a mask, uh, I did take some money back out of the self checkout. So uh-huh. I am flush, uh-huh. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Escape from New York. Mm-mm. What? It pains me to do it. It pains me to do wow. it. Uh, you, that wow. That should be right. It wow. should be right. I'm on your side here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-mm. Wow. Oh, man. Those are this such good crazy. guesses, though. Those are such good guesses. <laughs> All right. I'm going to make a really a bad guess now because I feel like I'm just... Yeah, oh, you, oh. You're down two. You're O2 at the plate. Oh you got to swing. Okay. Overboard. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. I know. This guy's been in so much stuff. It's like, all right, let me try just a couple more because I haven't gotten a single one yet. I guess you got to get one before we can move on. Yeah. Tango and Cash. Yes. <laughs> the worst movie I had tried the whole time. And How dare it's you? on the list. How dare you? That's garbage. No, I disagree. <laughs> the, the, the clever banter between Sly and Kurt, phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Okay, now I know the quality of film that's well, on the Yeah, top I think four. this is okay. all box office revenue stuff right that I'm looking <laughs> okay. at right here. So right. we do have an escape movie. It's the other one. Uh, it's escape, escape from, from LA. LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Snake is back was that's more right. popular than the first time Snake was around, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one was like a cult film, and then when they did the second one, all the cult people were like, ooh, I go, got to go see the new yeah, Snake Yeah, and then Plissken it kind of blew movie. up a little yeah. bit, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then we got Tango and Cash, obviously, and then the um, a Tarantino. If you want to throw a throw a stab out there. Oh yeah, it's that one with the with the short films. It's the it's the pulp movie one it, with the um, ooh, uh, uh, Grindhouse. No, I'm sorry. It's no, the, it's the Hateful Eight. Oh, the hate. Oh, sure, the Hateful, the hateful Eight. Eight. Yeah, 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 main character in the Hateful yeah. Eight, John Ruth. Right, right, right. Um, and then rounding out the top four is. A phen- the, the, the era of movies between 92 and 98 are probably just my favorite movies of all time. I'll never forget <laughs> them. And I love them and I rewatch them constantly. And this is one that fits into that. This is a movie called Executive Decision. Oh, sure. Where he and plays I, the president of the United no, States. Of course he plays the president of the United States. He's goddamn <laughs> Kirk, goddamn Russell. <laughs> <laughs> he must be a favorite of Quentin Tarantino because he was in uh, Once Upon a Time in L.A. He was in... Uh, I mean, if you the, if you're Tarantino and 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 you strike up any kind of relationship with with Mr. Kurt Russell, you're going to start putting him in stuff, right? He kind of fits the Tarantino thing, right? Like he kind of fits in a Tarantino yeah, movie for some reason. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, to me, he does. Yeah, to me, he's got that yeah, quality, yeah. that coolness quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go, Kurt Russell in a corral. How about that? We did it, buddy. Pre- pretty cool. Pretty, pretty. Pretty cool. Yeah. Do you want to know who Kurt Russell with an eye patch is sharing the corral with? Please. Mr. Clint Eastwood. Mr. Charles S. Dutton. Uh-huh. And Mr. Chow Yun-Fat. 
<laughs> That's fun. That's slowly becoming my favorite. Now, I'm sorry, Spaniel is still my favorite. <laughs> but that's a great corral, don't you think? Well, that's the goal of this, to build up some great corrals, and I'm glad to see that, that we're on track. Okay, great. I agree with you. I think that's a great corral. It is good. Thank you for playing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, no. Thank you, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we had the love bug. Uh, we got uh, oh, yeah. 53 is the code for international direct dial phone calls to Cuba. Oh, nice. Cuba. And I just mean Mr. Gooding. Junior. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're calling Cuba Gooding Junior, you gotta go, go fifty three. Fifty three. That's right. <laughs> and have the money ready to show him. Uh oh, buddy. Oh no. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we gotta do it. Who would they play? Who would they play? Cuba Gooding Jr. Can I also say you being willing to sandwich in Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> <laughs> and and not being willing to willing to just bend a bit for Diane Weist. It's hurtful. <laughs> it's hurtful. All right, that's all I had to say about that. Okay. I'm sorry. That's no, it's fine. Okay. Keep bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> it makes for good radio. It's like you know me. <laughs> All right, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, he, this uh, guy is uh, like yeah. He's a, he's an he's an anomaly. He is a, he is an enigma. Yeah. Who, who knows what to make of Cuba at, at any given time? That's a super intense. Like you know, he's always going to bring energy at one hundred and ten percent. Like you, you don't right. have to worry about that. But he, but he's also been incredibly funny. Yeah, like yeah, I true. like he he does have an intensity. He has got a wide range. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he's you know he's not um, he's not traditionally handsome, right? But, but easy enough on the eyes, wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good looking guy. Yeah, yeah, but like, but there's something a little uh, unique about him, which is yeah. you know makes him able to play characters and and not just be a leading man all the time. You know, that's right. Yeah. And not, and he's not like an action star. You know what I mean? He is more of a character actor. Yeah, he's he been do a in lot of action, big movies, action but movies, but it's not really yeah. his jam. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, he's I, very versatile. This is a, this is a, I mean, he's had a phenomenal career. Every time we get to a guy like this, and I'm like, well, I haven't thought about Cuba Gooding since the last Cuba Gooding movie I saw, but he's really great. Yeah, he's been in tons of stuff. He's been in tons of stuff. He's been nominated for awards, won awards. Like, he's won an Oscar, for Christ's sake. That's right. He's great. Yeah, no, he, no he doubt really about it. is great. Where are we going to put him? Where in this? are we going to put him? Well, you know where That's I want to put him. <laughs> I want to sit him down right next to Kurt Russell. <laughs> His intensity would be very good in that role for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being real intense and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, with that intensity, he could he could pull off a moss probably. Yeah, that's where I was going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I like that because it it it's uh yeah it rounds out the the racial diversity in the Moss Corral and uh, and it I gives think he more to do think too. He'd be you great I mean? at it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, great. That's really cool. I think that'd be really neat. That is cool. We we're really nailing this. Good. Look at us go. We who would they play as our our forte? 
<laughs> we should just scrap everything else. We should just, just do who, who would they, they play every week. No, I refuse. Um, <laughs> although not I'd... without my not without my jingle. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I said, I'm flush. The pockets are the pockets are fat stacks okay, in the okay. pocket. Fat stacks in the I've, pocket, buddy. I'm feeling. I'm feeling vaguely good about this one I, too. i'm and i'm vaguely nervous so <laughs> okay all right easily i'm of course you got to go jerry Maguire. you have to it is the the first one on the top four and it's for sure and it's his best role but by far yeah absolutely yeah next i'm gonna go radio <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> one wonders if you have not brought up IMDb. There's a flaw in my in my whole money not being in the same room and offering you money thing. I don't know what you're I looking at right you, now. I promise you, I guarantee I do not have no, IMDb. No, we're good anywhere. on the honor system. You are an okay, honorable good. fella. Thank you. Uh, but that is the top two in order so far. <laughs> With our boy Ed Harris, by the way. I'm, I'm, oh, in, uh, in radio? That's right. I wonder if they hmm. talked about playing... Uh, Dave Moss during the <laughs> filming of radio. It had to come up. It I must mean, there's have, no right? Way. They, they were talking about, someday in the future, I bet two losers will be on a podcast suggesting that I play Dave Moss. I was, that's absolutely I mean, right. You're not wrong. We, that's definitely <laughs> happening. But I was thinking more along the lines of Ed Harris. You know, they yell cut. Ed Harris says, fuck a lot of you, fuck you all. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> and then Cuba's like, oh, right. That fucking shit. <laughs> that was some good shit, Ed Harris. <laughs> Ed Harris, you knocked that shit out the park, man. <laughs> that shit you were slinging <laughs> on that audience. <laughs> I love it. All right, you're two for two, buddy. I'm getting nervous. Okay. The hair on the backs of my necks is standing, and I'm sweating a little bit. Now it gets tougher. Like those to me are like those were low hanging fruit. Lead pipe locks, as far as you're concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah. I get that. Now it gets tough. Yeah. And now I think I'm going to struggle. Well, I'm going to give you a hint just because I want you to do this. I'm I'm in your corner. It's like the money isn't even mine at this point. <laughs> I'd like to venture a guess without a hint, though, because I have one more. Oh, you don't want to go right, hint. Okay, that great, I'm, great. That I'm, uh, one, before I get the hint, I'd like to go one more. Oh, fair enough. Okay, uh, A Few Good Men. No, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Wait. Corporal Hammaker. How could they not include Corporal Hammaker? I forgot Cuba was in that. Yeah, he's Corporal Hammaker. What the fuck is Corporal Hammaker? That's his le- that's his role. He plays Corporal <laughs> that's Ham- Hammaker. That's his role. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, he's great. I, I am I am now convinced you're looking at IMDb. No, okay. Now I've got another guess. I just thought of another one, but it's just right. uh, for sure on the list. Okay. And that's the the OJ series, whatever that was called. The, the he OJ was great. Simpson God, TV was he series. great? But no, unfortunately right? not. <gasps> wow. Unfortunately, no. But he was really great as OJ. Oh I loved God. him as OJ. <laughs> He really was great. It was perfect. Jesus Christ, he was so good. Uh, so okay, the, now I'm gonna. All need right. A hint. So there's there was a there was the the first thing we had all seen him in. Obviously, he was in some things before this, but this was the first. Who is that guy? And and it was a it was a phenomenal movie, and it blew down boundaries, and it was necessary, and it was there was racial inequality that we were facing as a country at this oh. time was. Uh-huh, was, uh-huh. was being you know talked about and the debate was being started by this film uh-huh, uh-huh. um you but still nothing you is did it, nothing well is it, it it's i have two that it could be okay is is it do the right thing it is not do the right thing is it boys in the it hood is boys in the hood okay yeah yeah <laughs> so i've missed two now i think i've got two strikes on me that's right 
So I, I need one more film that Cuba Gooding Jr. You need Jr. one was more in. film. Uh, I keep seeing him like an army uniform, and I don't know if that's just because of Corporal Hammaker. I'm not going to say you're wrong. Can't say you're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but I can't uh, imagine what movie it is that he's in a in an army uniform. Yeah, in. it's a tough one to remember, but once you hear it, you know why. Yeah, uh, but it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I give up. All right, it's a little film called Men of Honor. Yeah, Men with of Honor. Bobby De Niro. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. have, boy, do they have some tension. Right, yeah. right. Well, that was fun. That was a good trip down memory lane with I Cuba mean, you, Jr. You, three out of four ain't bad, baby. No, it ain't bad. It's okay. It's good. It's it's almost yeah. like it should earn you some of the money, but it does not. <laughs> it's sad. Sad for you. Fair enough. That's the way the game works. That is, that's how the cookie crumbles, buddy. <laughs> But again, if you're calling Cuba direct, you're going to want to dial 53 first. I do, yes. 53 Days is a northeastern United States of America rock band. Oh. Yeah. Huh. 53 I, days. I had not heard of them uh, until today. I don't understand. <laughs> you don't count it. <laughs> uh, 53 Days is a novel by Georges Perec, 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 P E R E C. How you say that? I, I don't understand. How you say that? <laughs> anyway, from what I've read, days. Yes. Uh, yes. phenomenal, phenomenal novel. From what I've read. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, in How the Grinch Stole Christmas and its animated TV special, the Grinch says he's put up with the Who's Christmas cheer for fifty-three years. How about that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's an odd number, Mr. Seuss. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> doctor, yes, please. That's doctor to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if you ever corrected anybody. <laughs> That's Dr. Seuss to you. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Seuss. Uh, Dr. Seuss. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> um, the fictional 53rd Precinct in the Bronx was found in the TV comedy Car 54. Where are Where you? Where are you? Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good Fred, little, little Fred Gwynn. Oh, is that Fred, right? Yeah, Fred Gwynn was one of the two comedians on that show. He was hilarious. Well, I mean, I know he's funny, but I only ever yeah, know him like, as uh, Herman. Yeah, that was his uh, earlier work. He played the big uh, dumb guy. He was like the big, strong, <laughs> Checks out. dumb one of the two. They were both pretty dumb, actually, now that I mention it. But uh, but yeah, very funny stuff. Checks out. Real quick, I think uh, I think Ted Gwynn. Ted Gwynn? Fred Gwynn. Fred, Fred Gwynn? <laughs> Fred Gwynn. Which Gwynn? Who's Ted Gwynn? I don't know. Who's Teddy <laughs> Gwynn? Nobody. Teddy Gwynn is no, somebody. Not, no, that's uh, you're thinking of uh, the baseball player. Um, okay, so he is somebody. You do agree Gwyn? that Ted Gwynn is somebody? No, not Ted Gwynn. <laughs> who was the baseball player? Gwynn. Tony, Tony Gwynn. Gwynn. But that's not who yeah. I'm thinking of. I don't know Ted Gwynn. You don't, don't know, know Ted any... Gwynn? No, I've never heard of Ted, Ted Gwynn. Ted Gwynn Jr. is a football player. Ted Gwynn. There we go. All right. That's thanks. Ted Ginn. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, you gonna you gonna pin me to the cross on this one too, Gwyn and Gin. They don't rhyme. That shit doesn't rhyme. They do rhyme actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's ironically. They, they don't. Gwyn and Gin is not a rhyme. It is a rhyme. No, totally not. It's a perfect rhyme. No, Gwyn it's not a perfect Gin. rhyme. <laughs> Gwyn and win is a perfect rhyme. Gin and Gwyn is not a perfect rhyme. 
Sure it is. What's the difference? It, what are you talking about? How is Reese and Weast not a perfect rhyme then? Because the syllable ends in a different sound. Well, but there's an extra syllable in Gwyn and Gin. That's not a perfect rhyme. But it ends in the same sound. It has to end in the same sound? The first We're talking about rhyming, aren't we? Yeah, the f- yes, Liam Neeson rhymes with Weast. Yes, of course we are talking about how it ends. But it, a hard T and a G and a G, not the same sound. No, it ends in the same sound. That is Gin and that, Gwyn end in the same sound. Yes, I agree with that. And they have the that. same vowel sound. I agree with Gwyn that. Gwyn and Gin. That, so that's the definition of perfect rhyme? Yeah. It just had, the whole thing doesn't have to rhyme. It just has to end, end in the same syllable. Well, it has to end with the same sound. So if it's, uh, you know, if it's on, n, in, an, own, whatever it is, the, the vowel sound and the, and the consonants have to have the same sound. That's rhyming. All right. So you're saying gin, win, and gwin are all perfect rhymes. Correct. Okay. Weast and, I, and you know what Weast. I eschew perfect rhymes. Maybe it's maybe I'm mad at you. I'm mad at there perfect rhymes. Fuck perfect That's exactly rhyme. right. That's bullshit. Like what? What do you need that for? What? 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 <laughs> what is that steering you towards? What are you getting if you go perfect rhyme versus non-perfect rhyme? Like what? 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 What's? What's the benefit when you arrive at perfect rhyme? Dumb. What the fuck do you get? Do you get a lay? What do they put on your shoulders? What are you hoisted up and and carried off as the champion of rhyming? Like what the fuck is a perfect rhyme anyway? <laughs> I think that's right. You're a fan of slant rhyme, which is fine. Yeah. Now that rhymes. Too. You're goddamn right. I am. It was a slant rhyme though. Oh well, then let's get rid of it. <laughs> Fifty. <laughs> 53rd and 3rd is a song by the Ramones. Are you familiar with this song, buddy? I'm not. Really? No. All right. It's garbage, <laughs> like a lot of the Ramones' uh, early <laughs> punk. But I'll, I'll share with you some lyrics just so you okay. can enjoy. Great. Then I took out my razor blade. Then I did what God forbade. <laughs> There's a perfect rhyme for you. That is. That's perfect. And it's garbage. <laughs> 53rd and 3rd, I'm trying to turn a trick. This is in the chorus, by the way. 53rd and 3rd, you're the one they never pick. <laughs> How sad is that? So it's a song about a prostitute song that about never a gets picked lonely, up? unchosen prostitute. Wow. Who might kill That's... you with a razor blade, <laughs> even though God forbade it. <laughs> wow this is fun that's a fun song fun it's really ditty. good it's uplifting it's musically sound all that stuff that you want i'm sure 53 is the number of hail mary beads on a standard five decade catholic rosary huh how about that also known as the dominican rosary huh okay. um all right you're gonna strap in for these next few it gets very it gets a little techie it gets a little computer techie in here <laughs> okay uh, it is 53 is the number of bytes in an asynchronous transfer mode packet. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> asynchronous transfer mode. I like that. But but you need a you need it in packet form. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, you can't buy it individually. Its, by its own, I, w- I won't take it. How are you going to carry all those 53 bits around on on their own? You got to packet them up. You got to pack, you gotta put it in a packet. Easier to transport. If you're not willing to put it in a packet, I can't accept it. No, I don't want that. <laughs> What are you going to give me? It's like playing 52 pickup. You're playing 53 pickup with all these bites all over the floor. And everyone knows how I feel about 52 pickup. 
Exactly. And no time for it. Nope. We got UDP and TCP port numbers for the domain name system protocol. That's awesome. Th- those are both 53. Yeah, that's fun. We get into here, we get into a little 53 tet. That's 53 huh? tone, comma, equal temperament. Oh. 53 huh. tet is a musical temperament that has a fifth that is closer to pure than our current system. Oh, that's cool. So now I want to say, I'm going to go on record and say I'm, I'm team 53 tet. <laughs> I, what what are like we doing with the fits, other? Do you? What are we What are we doing if it's if if we we have a purer sense of a fifth with fifty three tet? Why are we not using that? That's a good question. I I say tet I, offensive. I'm on the tet offensive. <laughs> 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 it may be the harmonics. You know what I mean? Like if the if the fifth oh, is true. off a little bit, yeah. You get some extra harmonics, especially for rock and roll. You're doing those power chords. You want a sort of a dirty, you know, like a dirty fifth. You do want a dirty fifth. It's yeah. true. It's yeah. true. I don't know. That's what I say about my whiskey. <laughs> I don't. I'm just speculating about a hypothesis. No, I, 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 that actually makes it. a lot of sense. I, I'm, I might be backing off my Ted offensive stance now. No, don't do it. Don't do it. No, you think I don't should stand it. firm? Yeah, 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 yeah. All stand right. for something. Ted, Ted offensive, baby. Okay, good. <laughs> There are uh, 53 more things to do in Zero Gravity is a book mentioned in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, that's fun. Which keeps coming up. Keeps, you know, these, these novels, they <laughs> these keep coming up. These guides to the galaxy, they, they <laughs> keep coming up. <laughs> if you'd read one, you'd know. <laughs> I love it. All right. Th- this will make the suits happy because I'm rounding it down. This was a quick one, right? <laughs> The suits are on my ass, Bill. <laughs> They're like, this segment has to be shorter. I'm like, you don't understand. There's a lot to get to. I'm trimming the fat where I can. You must trust me. The suits won't hear me. Uh, 53 is the maximum number of players on a National Football League roster. You knew this. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's a little guess the- for you. I'm going to ask okay. you to guess this one, although it seems pretty, pretty easy. Okay. Um, 53 is the most points scored by a rookie in an NBA playoff game. That player was a sixer, and that was in 1960. Do you have a guess? Uh, Wilt Chamberlain? Nice. Mr. Wilt Chamberlain, 53 in a playoff game as a rookie. Can you imagine? Amazing. He imagine if that happened today, What like uh, all the blowjobs we would all be giving him. <laughs> 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 like <laughs> that's amazing to me. Yeah, that's pretty amazing as a rookie, un- unreal. As a rookie it is unreal. Um and then um fam- famous guys to wear 53 that are not in the association, we have Mr. Don Drysdale. Ah, which always makes me think of the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Remember Mr. <laughs> Mr. Drysdale? Drysdale. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and then one Mr. Harry Carson. I know you're not going to be pleased with that mention, but it's, you know, it's, it has to be said. Sure. Former giant. Former great, giant. Harry great. Yeah. Harry Carson. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of a lot of really solid linebackers have worn 53 throughout the years. I hasten to mention them just because it's but Harry Carson stuck out as me as, as someone who was really phenomenally good. Yeah. Um, moving into the NBA, 29 Here players have worn the number 53 in my beloved association now see here we've talked about 53 and it being individual and being i and all that stuff like i was like oh this may be my new number like i might start picking 53 as my number 
when I play basketball. I think I, as as someone with the knowledge, the four. Uh, uh, before we get into it, I know who wore 53 and it really works. Like you would fit in with this group of guys. Oh, fun. All right. Yeah. I, I would, I'm going on record as fully supporting you wearing 53 whenever you get the opportunity. I like this. I usually do 33, but I think I might switch to 53. Really? Yeah. Like, like for the legend? No. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> then why? <laughs> Just cause it's a cool number. Double threes. It of the takes legend. up a lot of real estate on your jersey. Because of, of the of legend, thing, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no. if you know this, but the leg- Larry Legend, uh-huh. the the greatest bas- the basketball Jesus. Yeah. He wore thirty three. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Did so. Did you know that? I did know that. That yeah. has to be why yeah. subconsciously you also choose thirty three. <laughs> Right. Well, my playing style is very similar. You are you are bird like <laughs> in, in your speed and jumping ability, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and my proclivity to injury. <laughs> Wait, come on. No, he was durable for a while. Famously played that. through debilitating injuries. Yeah, but he's still injured. Well, okay, he had a shortened career because of injuries, but he, he, it's not like he missed any massive time ever. No. Guy played on broken ankles. That's what are, I'm are saying. You, are you he kidding was injured. Me? All right, injured but playing. Like, yeah. When you say injured now, I think of Joel Embiid, who is injured every 17 seconds and doesn't play a lick of that time. <laughs> am, I, am I right on that? 17 seconds, the last time we... Did the math on that? It was every seventeen seconds, right? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, it's close. It's that's maybe that's an average. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. Some okay. some days it's seven seconds. Why did I bring this up? I well, <laughs> you were trying to get at me. <laughs> but I'm all I'm all weasty, buddy. I'm all weasted <laughs> up right now. Greased and weast. <laughs> I'm greased and weast. <laughs> yeah, and I will not cease. No, no, you won't. <laughs> no, no, you won't. All right, so here we got 29 players. Uh, okay. Here's here's the, a smattering of them. We have one Hall of Famer, but a number of really great guys. Cool. So that, that'll be fun. Um, we're going to start with Mr. Jerome Allen. Remember Jerome Allen? Yeah, I do remember Jerome you Allen. You do, yeah. He played in the late 90s, early aughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a fellow by the name of Joe Arlockus. Oh, I don't know Joe Arlockus. Joe Arlockus. <laughs> Small forward, 6'9", 230. Ah. Um, yeah. Uh, he played for the Kings for a couple of years. Gotcha. Fellow by the oh. name of Evers Burns. <laughs> Evers Burns. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> I don't know anything about Evers. You don't know Evers? No. He was uh he played in Sacktown in the early 90s like right on the tail end of of uh the you know the the Weber years and the uh-huh. all that fun stuff that was going on over there. Okay. Okay. Evers Burns. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good, right? It's a pretty good name. It's great. It's great. Uh our next uh, our next fella has a number of nicknames, all of which I'm going to rattle off and then you will tell me who the player is. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Zandokin the Mad Dunker, Dr. Dunk, Sir Slamalot, Double D, Dark D, Chocolate Thunder. 
ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Daryl Dawkins. Mr. Daryl Dawkins. <laughs> One of my favorite players. You love Daryl. Oh, he was fantastic, right? I mean, he really was fantastic. Like, as he a really player, was. even, he was really great. Yeah, and just as a showboater. I mean, just like, you know, he gave himself all those nicknames, which is one of the best. It's like very Shaq-like. You know, oh, for like, sure. For sure. He was like Shaq before there was a Shaq. I mean, he named his dunks. Right. Like in post-game interviews, they'd be like, how about that dunk? He was like, well, that's the, if you ain't grooving, you best get moving dunk. <laughs> and that's my favorite dunk. <laughs> or he would say like, oh, that one in the second quarter, that was teeth shaking, glass breaking. <laughs> Rump roasting, bun toasting. <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. The guy was the best. Dunk, feastin', Diane Weaston. <laughs> he was great. Oh, Diane Weast would have loved Daryl Dawkins. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> You're very you, you you're very uh, salacious right now, buddy. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of innuendo. A lot of is everything going okay? Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you taking care of business the way <laughs> you need to take care of it? Several times. You said. <laughs> <laughs> Would you tell the people in the midst of my numerology segment? This is the problem, suits. If you're listening, this guy chimes in, and then we get derailed. Can you tell the people uh, what you said wearing a mask was like <laughs> earlier? <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was a private comment, but uh, oh, all right. All right. Well, I'll tell them if you want. Them. <laughs> well, I said it's you know you wear them you, when you're wearing a mask. It's, you're, it's right now it's summer and it's hot. Yeah, and in it the heat, gets yeah. kind of yeah. There's a lot of like um, condensation that comes up behind the mask when you're out. Yeah, gets very the humid in there. Yeah, exactly. And when you take off the mask, it's I, I said it's like you've been eating pussy for a while because there's just a lot of <laughs> There's a lot of fluid and juice and things all around your mouth, and you're not really sure. Where, is it sweat? What is it? I don't know. You know, and uh, <laughs> I can't. I, and you're not really sure where the moisture has come from. <laughs> and your your mustache is wet, but you're like, was it already wet? I don't know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, it's very much like that. It's yeah, the imagery, like I said earlier, the imagery is what takes me aback a bit. But it's a hundred percent correct. Oh, thank you. Because it covers the the, the moisture uh, <laughs> it covers the same surface area. Right. right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's exactly. really contained exactly. to the the goatee area and then areas slightly lying out around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, anyone, any anyone who's done that listening to this podcast will understand <laughs> immediately what we're talking about. No, no, no. If you ate pussy, you'd know. It gets very, <laughs> very wet in this area. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I uh, There are a number of stories I could share, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> as the suits are getting on me about the length of this segment. All right, moving on. We have Mr. James Buddha Edwards, one of my least favorite players of all time. Why? Why, do you ask? Because Why? the 88 and 89 and 90 Pistons would just work the aging, broken Celtics uh, in those terrible, terrible playoffs of seven games of people practically dying, <laughs> getting beat up, bloody, concussed. <laughs> and James Edwards would come in off the bench and just house whatever center we had. He was like, Bill Walton, I don't care. Here's a turnaround jumper for you. Like, 
James Edwards was dominant in those games, and it's and it it was so hard to watch for me. Yeah, so hard to watch. And then he went on to play with the Lakers late in the early '90s, which also killed me. Yeah, yeah, three hundred pounds and all night banging. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know? Do you remember James Edwards? He had a great Fu yeah. Manchu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Great him. Fu Manchu, one of the best Fu Manchus ever. Yeah, he was uh, he was a skilled big man. Yeah, really skilled. Finesse, great hands, big. Worked you. Yeah. Like like lo- played the long game with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? He was good. Didn't didn't worry about possessions individually, but knew he was going to get his, and he just fucking. He, boy, he was infuriating to me. Yeah, he's like the perfect guy. The just the kind of guy you want coming off the bench on a good team. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. The perfect bench center. I think you nailed yeah. it. Yeah, he, yeah. He, exactly right. He wasn't going to start in front of Bill Lambeer, but depending on how the other team was playing, he would play as many minutes. Right, right. You know, just he was great. He was great. Yeah. And, yep. and I hated him for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're moving on to our only Hall of Famer on the list. Okay. He did uh, play for one season um, with the greatest American sports franchise of all time. And War 53 there as well. Artist the A-Train Gilmore. Oh, yes. Artist Gilmore. loved Gilmore's Artist, awesome. right? Yeah, he was awesome. He was awesome. I remember him with the Bucks. Yeah, a lot of time with the Bucks. Most yeah. of the time, right? Would you say? Well, maybe Bulls. I think he was more with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember him mostly with the Bulls. But he also played, he was the Kentucky Colonels in the 70s and the Spurs in the 80s. Like he, the guy played he, a long time and played he for really a, lot did. Of, a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of teams. Yeah, he was great though. Really um, good. There was a fellow by the name of Dave Hoppin, <laughs> which <laughs> I love as a basketball player name. It's a great basketball name. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. Stopping, hopping, popping, and dropping. <laughs> Dave Hoppin. Played for the Bucks two seasons. Wasn't very huh. good. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> did most of his hopping in practice. <laughs> <laughs> they drafted him on name potential alone. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but he's got the right name. It could work out. Look, Roger, his name is Hoppin. So I say take a chance. <laughs> I mean, if, look, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But Hoppin, how do you say no to that? <laughs> What's uh, the worst? What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> it just so happens <laughs> that he's available when we want him. Um, tickling the twine, Joe Klein. Hey, there you go. <laughs> this is a. This is my guy. I love this guy. I love this guy too. Do you really? Yeah, that's important to me. Yeah, he's great. It is important to me. What's not to like about Joe Klein? You know, they called him Taco Joe. <laughs> Is this know you know referring that. back to wearing the mask thing? Or <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, they also called him Smoker, Smoking Joe from Slater Moe. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. Um, and I don't think that has any... Uh, relative association to Cunnilingus, j- in case you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to Joe Klein, banger, big banger, all night banging, <laughs> big body, good body, solid body. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about Joe Klein. He wasn't really skilled in many areas. <laughs> That's right. But but boy, what a big body. Yeah, he was big. Big muscly guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he did a couple of segments in the Last Dance 
thing where he was interviewed about uh, playing with the Bulls and everything. Now, I was going to get into this. I have not, I, I don't have ESPN or any way to get ESPN, so I have not seen this yet, and it is literally killing me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to illegally torrent files anymore, but I'm thinking about getting back on that train just because I need to see this documentary. It's really good. It's draining me every second that I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I hesitate to say that it's really good. Like, um, Of course it's it, really good. It jumps back and forth in time a little more than I would prefer. Like I would have, I mean, you get, you get so much backstory in this thing, but a lot of it is important. Um, I don't think that would bother is, me much, you know? Like, yeah, no, it, and, and you, it won't because, you know, you, it, it kind of digs into a lot of basketball history and a lot of all kinds of stuff. So, right. Uh, yeah, no, you'll love it. You'll love it for sure. And I, you know, just as as a as a, as part of the story, I was living in Chicago during a lot of that time, and oh yeah, like that stuff is going to ring true to me, I'm sure, because I everybody that talks about it to me is like, what that guy was a real dickhead, and I'm like, that's what I heard every day of my life. <laughs> You're talking about Jordan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, he he does. It's funny. He he helped produce it, and he does not come off well. Like in the end, you're like. He terrorized his own teammates yeah. in yeah. order to often. win early and yeah. often. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what that was always guy. the scuttlebutt. Is like he he was hated amongst the inner circles of that team. Yeah, and he was certainly hated amongst people in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was brutal. I mean, deified and hated. Like deified by the people that had never met him, and then the people that he did have associations with hated him. So. Well, it's a classic ends justify the means situation, right? right? Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's hard. Some of that is hard to watch. Totally. Well, I I look forward to seeing it and talking about it with you, since I know that you've you've also seen it. Cool. Can't wait. Um, yeah, me neither. Um, but a much better dude than than Michael Jordan was one Mister Clifford Good News Levingston. You remember Cliff Levingston? Oh yeah, of course. Right. He was super fun. He was great. Yeah. They called him good news because he was he proselytized in the locker room. Oh. <laughs> like, here comes good news. But even aside from that, he seemed like a really good dude. Yeah, now I like him a little less, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> understandable, understandable. Um, Alton Lister wore number oh, 53. Love Alton Lister. Sonics, Warriors, Bucks, Celtics, Blazers. He was all over the place. Yep, just a big lean skinny all arms and legs coming at you he yeah. was awesome yeah i call him alton expiring contract lister because <laughs> they just they would he was just a piece in in a puzzle like he had value on the court but not enough to stay with any team right right but plenty in the trade market like yeah it's, it's, he's just one of those guys yeah exactly um a fellow by the name of alan og <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Alan Og? I do not. Played in the early 90s. That's O-G-G in case you're wondering how to spell that. Well, he was the O-G O-G. He was the O-G-G. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking of O's, a fellow by the name of Mark Big O Olberding. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Olberding. Olberding right. played in the 70s and 80s with a number of teams. Uh, including the Spurs, the Sales, the the Kings, and the Kings, both wow. both both incrementations of the Kings, huh? Kansas City and Sacramento. Wow! Made the trip from KC to Sacktown. <laughs> did <laughs> did Big O Olberding? They made him take the bus, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, by himself, like a charter yeah. or the team? Yeah, he had to. No, he had to like go to the bus stop and buy a ticket. Old thing. You're gonna get in that uh, Chevy Nova and you're gonna drive behind the bus. Okay, it's <laughs> the best we could do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, how about Mr. Stanley Roberts? Oh yeah, remember Stanley Roberts? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Barely, but as he came up, I was like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought he was going to be good, and then he just wasn't. Yeah, I think a lot of teams thought, like, well, we'll be the one to make it work. Yeah, exactly. He's and so big and never so worked. strong. Yeah, yeah exactly, it's hard to get a body like that and then not take a chance. Yeah, right. The Sixers did it. The Rockets did it. The T-Wolves did it. The Clippers did it. The Magic did it. Wow. Everybody wanted a little piece of Stanley. Yeah, he just wasn't good. He didn't have the the fire. You know, he could have cared less, I think, about playing basketball. Yeah, I think that's a thing, right? Yeah. And unless you're Shaq, who also didn't have the fire, you're you're not going to make it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like if like Mikhail also didn't have the fire, and it's where Bird and Mikhail went wrong so often. Um, Mikhail just was kind of into like laughing and having a good time, and Bird was not. Right. And I think I think you have to be <laughs> talented on the level of Mikhail or Shaquille to have kind of a laissez-faire attitude about basketball. Yeah. And Stanley Roberts was not that talented. No, he sure wasn't. And then finally, buddy, you're f- one of your favorites of all time, one of my favorites of all time, uh-huh. uh, a, a repeated uh, team of this gentleman in our video game playing days. Uh-huh. He wore it for one season in Detroit in 1981, one Mr. Paul McKeskey. Oh yes! Yeah, we get a Mokeski. You got to get a, a Mokeski in there wherever you can. Every, right? At every opportunity, you need a Mokeski. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, so I, I wanted Mokeski. to round out the the segment with the round fella, <laughs> and I went I went Mokeski, who wore fifty three back in the day with the Pistons. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love Paul McKeskey. Apologies to management. The suits are troubled, I can tell. Apologies all around for the length <laughs> of that segment. <laughs> if I wasn't also trying to work a better world of, of the jingle department, and this would not have run as long. <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> That's quite all right. Oh, you're very forgiving. Well, let's jump right into the next thing then. I, I would hope that we could, yes. Let's do it. You were really working it over there. I was doing a little rocking out. You were. I love the jingle department. I can't make that clear enough. (laughs) (laughs) That was me showing support for the jingle department. I love the jingle department. All right. So uh, let's see. Last week we saw a little bit of Ricky Roma hanging out with the sweat hogs and whatnot. Oh, right. The sweat hogs. Of course. Yeah. He's got that list. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> list with the, the sweat list hogs. with That's the sweat right. hogs. Yeah, yeah. He's doing very well. <laughs> and uh, the the episode before that, we were back in the office, which is where we're going to go today. Oh, I can't wait to and get back in check the in with the salesman. And if you recall, they um uh they had just agreed to come back and work, and and Glenister uh, revealed how he had trapped them all with his uh, many dis- disguises and stuff. And Balin was there, and he had been wearing a disguise, and blah blah blah. Right. 
and then they were going to uh, go over some more things about what uh, what was expected of them during this sales meeting and since uh, and in their new employment back with Premier Properties. So I guess that's where we're going to pick it up today. This is very exciting. I just I'm excited to be back in the office, quite frankly. Good. All right. Well, let's find out what's going let's on. Let's do it. And now, everyone, it's time for the annual PPC PPEC, the Premier Properties Company Picnic Pie Eating Contest. This year, it's going to be a team event. We have the salesman, Roma, Moss, Levine, and <clears throat> Arano, versus the managers and owners, Mitch, Murray, Mr. Lemkin, and a newcomer to this event, John Williamson. Everybody gather round. Let's see which team has the biggest mouth. Yeah. Want to swing around this table? Watch me eat? You're going down this year, Lemkin. You hear me? You fucking Lemkin. Who the, what the fuck kind of name is Lemkin? You're going the fuck down. Oh, God. I shouldn't have eaten all those hot dogs. I'm not even hungry. I, 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 don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't. Uh, I can't. What, George? You can't do what? I can't eat it. I don't know what to do. Just... Eat the blueberry pie, George. Easiest thing to digest. Shelly, who baked the pie? Don't, don't worry about it, George. Just do your best. If the four of us work together, each using our unique talents and abilities in symphony with each other, there's no way anybody can take us down. That's goddamn right. Teams, on your marks, get ready, get set... And go. Levine! Levine, what the f- Have you heard a fucking word I just said? What? What? what oh, yeah. 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 Of course I did. As I was saying, when I got here, I started going through the books. I looked at the sheets. And I found an interesting trend. Turns out, this office made its best sales figures in the years 1988 to 1990, when the three of you and Roma were the salesmen. And you thought what? You thought you'd bring us back here, recapture our former glory, that it? I was hot in 87 and 88, and six months in 89. I had such confidence then. We were doing well. We were doing very well. Oh, the confidence I had. And I believe we can get back on top again if we all work together. What do you say, mates? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right, fine. Good. Because we're starting off this month by adding a little something keep you cocksuckers motivated. Uh, because threatening to send us to jail wasn't enough? Mitch and Murray have been working on a secret project, and this seems like the perfect time to launch it. I don't want to go to launch. We're going to have a little contest. Winner takes all. Ladies, feast your eyes on the latest innovation in real estate sales. What the fuck is that? Whoa. Cool. It's a computer. No. It's much more than that. This, you ignorant fucks, is the Lead Whacker 3000. The most advanced automated selling machine in the world. It does everything a salesman can do. From cold calling to presenting our investment opportunities to the client and most important, 
closing the deal. It executes the contract and can even collect payments. And it does all of it electronically, doesn't require any coffee. Oh, God. Bunch of fucking nonsense. What, what is this, Michigas? It's the future, gents. And it's here. Now. Nah, but come on. You seriously think that thing can sell better than a man, a real salesman? That's what we're going to find out. You've got all you've got one month to prove yourselves worthy of your jobs. And if you maggots can't close more deals than this glorious automation, you're all fired. Man versus machine. Old versus new. I'd wish you luck, but you wouldn't know what to do with it if you got it. What is this bullshit? I'm the machine around here. Not anymore. Who the fuck are we? Bunch of fucking John Henrys? All right, listen up. Listen, why don't you guys take a break, eh? Go across the street, get yourselves something to eat, and then uh, come back in an hour. I don't want to go to lunch. Get the fuck out. And when you get back, we'll give you all a little demonstration of what the Lead Whacker 3000 is going to do for this company. Oh, it's on. It's so on. (laughs) It's it's so on. It's on like Donkey Kong. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is not a good uh, situation for the salesman. I worry. I I worry most for Moss. I'm just going to start with that. (laughs) I'm just going to get that out there. And why is that? Because this is the like, remember how irate he was about the sales conference? <laughs> Bunch of fucking nonsense. Yeah, I think it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, pull you in on some fucking sales conference. Yeah, it, waste on your time at a sales conference. Waste, waste of time. Why? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He's gonna yeah. go crazy. You don't. Beat you the don't. Robots. Sell- <laughs> you don't you don't sell you you don't eat you you lose your job that's fucking medieval yeah exactly yeah yeah so i worry for him most i hear you <laughs> he's gonna it's surprising he didn't blow his stack more in the scene actually but maybe he's saving it up for later yeah let's yeah yeah i mean he'll he'll have his outburst right he just right. yeah he's picking his spots at this point that's right all right give me some uh some other highlights well, geez, uh, a couple other things that stood out just is like the 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 guy doing Blake is doing a great job. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's obvious. It's I'm like spot I on. close my eyes, I see Alec Baldwin. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I know it's on the screen. Well, I could just look, but yeah, like you could just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but if I do close your eyes my eyes, I can still imagine. <laughs> Based on the voice, I worry you're, if you're closing your eyes, like you're going to fall asleep. Like I don't like this whole closing your no, eyes. No, no, it's way too engaging <laughs> to ever fall asleep to. That's okay, not. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like in a moment where I need to think about something, or you know, you just you shut your eyes. You know, <laughs> right. in a moment where I'm dying or I want to die, and I just close my eyes, hoping <laughs> it happens, <laughs> like that. But I can still see Alec Baldwin in your mind. That's I got right. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, that is, uh, yeah. I mean, a number of things. They're just not springing back to me. 
Well, I want to go back to the pie Let's eating. Let's go back to the pie minute. eating for sure. Because that was, uh, you know, we, we started the scene in like a flashback back right. to the company picnic again, like we saw before. When times were good. When times were good, exactly. And the, the four salesmen are, are having a pie eating contest against the uh, Mitch Murray, Lemkin, and Williamson. That's right. Who, by the way, gets booed by the audience <laughs> when they introduce, when Blake introduced I mean, him. look at him. <laughs> That's really the beginning and the end of the story. Are you cheering <laughs> that guy? No, never. <laughs> I thought that was ironic that, like, right off the bat, like, no one even knows who he is yet, and they're already booing him. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough break. Yeah, it's like when when the dog barks at the guy you know is an asshole, and you're like, yeah, that's, that dog gets that's it. Right. That dog gets that's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Crowd also gets it. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, you know, Ricky's like, yeah, want to swing around this table? Watch me eat. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a pie-eating contest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and George apparently ate too many hot dogs, and now he's not hungry. He's not sure what he's going. He didn't. He never plans his meals well. We've we've talked about this in the past. He's just not good at this. No, he's not. He, he doesn't know when to have the granola bar or the yogurt. The man cannot eat on cue. No, I mean he's not a circus performer. Yeah, you can't just say go to lunch Don't and tell expect him, him to eat when something to eat. It's true. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. God, what is it? I wonder what people. that says about George as a guy. <laughs> is he just like a natural contrarian or only in terms of food? <laughs> <laughs> I think he just has his own kind of routine. You right, know what I mean? Right. And if, if someone's breaking up that routine, it's it's hard on him. Yeah. I don't know. If I, if I eat now, then I'll have to evacuate before I go home. And I don't like evacuating <laughs> in the office. I like to evacuate at home. So I don't want to go to lunch. <laughs> So sue me. <laughs> and he gets some good advice from Ricky. Just eat the blueberry pie, George. It's the easiest thing to digest. Easy thing to digest. Also good for the anti-inflammatory properties. That's right. You got to eat your colors. <laughs> right? You got to get some blue in there, some green, yellow. But I'm saying the blue, the blueberry, if you have inflammation issues, and who doesn't, let's be honest. That's right. Get some blueberries in you. Okay. Good advice really from you, too. Really takes the inflammation down. Oh, great. <laughs> and they're tasty too, by the way. I think we should just do a telethon podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and they're tasty too, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, can, like fake telethon. <laughs> we and we could pick we, we could pick the subject of the telethon every week. Well, it's a, we could. It doesn't have to be fake. Even we could raise money for a real purpose. No, nope, you know but, what I mean? Okay, I'm saying fake to save face. So nobody's going to give us money. <laughs> Well, we'd go to the cause, for, is the for thing. comedy, is what I'm right. saying. <laughs> I hear you. There's something for here, comedy. There's something here. Oh, okay. We'll, get, well, we'll let's, stay let's in this episode, but I'm saying. We'll work it up. All right. All right. Um, so the, 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 the oh, no. Blake gives oh, no. him the get ready. What? Oh, you're frozen. Stick what? in there. Okay, you're back. So Blake gives him the ready, set, go, and um, they start eating blueberry pie. Yikes. <laughs> And it's quite a moment. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it there's the, the, there's just this shot of them all burying their faces in the pie because like they've got their hands tied behind their backs or whatever. And right. Well, there's no no using your hands or utensils. Didn't or we all like just that. use the honor system? Did you actually have restraints put on you? Were you at a rally and not a pie eating contest? <laughs> 
No, you're right. They just have their hands behind. Yeah, their you backs, just put it back there, and tied. everybody yeah, trusts yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. else to the, right. Exactly. Not start shoveling pie <laughs> <laughs> with their manos. That's right, and uh, it's pretty hilarious. I have to say, it is hilarious. Imagining it all, the soundscape is hilarious. It's a given, but imagining each character really getting into the the pie of it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and they're all out there just trying to get their own piece of the pie. I mean, it's very metaphorical oh, here in so the, in the thing. So. I hadn't considered that. See, it's a lot to consider here. Maybe you should keep your eyes open. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then uh, of course, the, the, the dream starts to fade. And, and we, we fade into Shelley sitting at his desk. And he's he's having this memory of the pie eating contest, and he's sitting there doing a nom 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 like he's eating the pie. Good stuff. And Glanister's yelling at him because he noticed that he had like he's daydreaming during the middle of this meeting. And then we get Shelley back, you know, and um, Glanister lays out this plan that he had that he noticed when he looked at the sheets that uh, the the best uh, years of sales figures for the office were when. Uh, these three guys in Roma were the salesmen. Sure. And so, you know, Moss is like, oh, you thought you'd bring us back here and recapture our former glory. And that's kind of the plan. Is that it? Right. right. <laughs> and that is it. That seems to be the plan. That is, is the to plan. Get them to uh, sell again and, and, and they'll they'll all get, get rich or whatever. Get the band back together. Exactly. Right. But then Blake throws in this other thing with the machine, with the... The lead whacker three thousand. Well, yeah. You if you and can get the best in the business and then pit them against some technology, you're just gonna push them. That's that's what he's hoping to that's be right. better yeah, yeah, yeah. even. Right. Or if they're not better, then you just fire them all. <laughs> it's a win win, right? Like you either you have this great computer that can do all the sales for you, or you got four really motivated salesmen. Sure. So it's no way um, to run a business, buddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, you it is a little, you can't um, run a business based on fear. That's right. You can't do it. Yeah, It's a little disloyal to all of a sudden bring in this uh, machine and be like, okay, we're going to fire you if you're not better than this monster. Right. A little weird. But uh, apparently Mitch and Murray had been working on this secret project and now it seemed like the perfect time to launch it, which um, George <laughs> doesn't want to replies. go to. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't want to go to no, launch. Definitely doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but Blake, uh, classic George. <laughs> that was really good, right? Blake unveils this. It's it's like a big. Um, I don't even know. It's kind of it's a computer, I guess you know, and it's got like a screen, and there's a big you know like unit to it. You know what I mean? And um, Randy Johnson is there. Not that big unit, okay. no. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like a big. It's like a big fat. Old school kind of like, you know, desktop computer from the old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big old thing. It's a monster. And uh, it's very intimidating looking when you get a look at it. It's it's sleek and and big and scary. I mean, of the era. Yeah. Like by today's standards, it's not so... You wouldn't call it sleek, would you? No, it looks very old fashioned today. But in the day, I'm sure it it looked really cool. Right. It's when like Darth Vader showed up in those prequels. And you're, and like, you're like, yeah, oh. okay, there's a toaster next to a fucking iMac. Like, what? <laughs> why did you do that if you could do that? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just, it's, a, it's a fatal flaw. Yeah, the CGI next to a guy in a plastic toilet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, whatever. 
Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently this thing is, is the Leadwacker 3000 is the most advanced selling machine in the world, according to Blake. And it does all these things that yeah, the salesman the, can do. By the way, the number of selling machines in the world is probably one. <laughs> well, therefore. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Way more advanced than the others. <laughs> right. <laughs> in its existence alone. That's right. Yeah. And uh, it's the future. This is what well, it's going to be. Every, everybody's going to be like this eventually. Eventually. So Mitch yeah. and Murray are kind of ahead of the curve, I guess. Um, but the question is, and Shelley asks it, can it sell better than a man, a real salesman? And I guess we'll find out. I mean, you, we, look, <laughs> I want to get into this for a second, if you don't mind. Please. What, what how, how do you feel about that? This because we're we're we are on the cusp of of computers and robots taking every job. That's right. Right. Yeah. So like in in a can sales be done by a machine, <laughs> or does it That's need? The, is it one of those things that will still need to have the human touch? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I think it. I think in some ways it depends on the customer. Why doesn't anybody think of the customer? <laughs> like I am. I'm, I myself am more than happy to order food through an app or buy something through an app than I am to talk to somebody about buying something. You know what I mean? I'd yeah, rather do my own it's research. It's a problem. I see that as a problem. Yeah. I agree with problem. you, but I see it as a problem. That's right. I'll do my own research. Um, but there are other things that I don't, I'm not an expert about or can't become an expert about that I rely on other human people to to help me with you were so flippant with can't become an expert about you're like there are a few yeah. things i can't be expert at <laughs> just a couple mostly though i be i can become expert at anything <laughs> but like my finances we have like a financial advisor i you know, know you mean? told I, me that once it blew my mind i was like i have a friend with a fucking financial advisor this is insane <laughs> and i really do rely on him to give me good you know information and stuff because i can't what I are you I paying no him for in, Exactly, right. well, and I have no interest in tracking that crap or you know understanding it or anything. So I, yeah, I don't have the interest or the capital <laughs> to pursue <laughs> that crap. So, <laughs> but there are machines that'll do it. You know, there's like E-Trade where people can do it themselves. Sure, and there's, um, sure. There's this other thing called Betterment, which is like uh, it uses algorithms. Like you, you, you set it up, and it just like it, it, it does all the stuff that a fin- quote unquote financial advisor does, but it does it electronically based on trends or based on sure, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. So, All right, yeah, we're, I, we, I don't... We're going to have a real moment here. Are you ready for a real moment? I'm ready. Like, your job will be one of the first to go. <laughs> like, you're going <laughs> to stop making money next month, practically. <laughs> I've already stopped making money. <laughs> like, how do you feel? Some machine can do it better. We could just... We'll record everything and sift through it with searches. It's, it's, right. it's better this way. Sorry, right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> take a no, hike. No, and it's... Yeah, that I I've no doubt I've been trying to get a machine to take over my job for years, but I just they they just haven't got it to the point <laughs> the yet where it can work. The opposite of the luddite, you're like encouraging right. the technology to come take your job. <laughs> I'm begging. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> we we must be friendly with our new overlords. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, it is a good question though, because we are right now in this thing where our economy is going down the toilet. Yeah. And when we come out the other side, is anybody going to want to hire anybody? Right. You know, or are they just going to If they like, don't nah. have to. It, right. Right. We already got the machines. We don't need you fuckers. More and more people are looking into not 
having people do the thing that they traditionally had people do. Right. And that's yeah, you going to become a problem the, real fast. Yeah. You got your self-checkouts at the grocery store. Everybody's used one of those at one time or another. Right, right, right. right. You know, I mean, that was, the, that was the OG. The OG, they took our job, was the, the thing yeah. that always got cited was self-checkouts. Right. Yeah, that's right. Robots make cars and, and motorcycles and vehicles now. It's like barely touched by a human be- human being yeah. as it goes through the factory. And frankly, I don't want it touched by a human being. <laughs> <laughs> right, phones, all that kind of stuff. Like electronics is all done by, you know, there's just machines yeah. that put all this stuff together. It's just circuit boards and the machine slaps all that stuff on there it's real fast. It's a frightening precipice to be standing on. It really is, especially since I, I, I'm sitting in the same room with Grace and I'm... <laughs> I'm concerned that right. she's writing this story as about a good machine as this taking is, over. <laughs> human writers watch the fuck out. That's right. That's your point, right? That we get stories the, this rich from a grace? Who's gonna pay a writer ever again? Exactly. There's that and the fact that she's writing a story about a machine challenging the people. And potentially is going to beat them. This <laughs> is like RoboCop, dude. It's blowing my <laughs> exactly. mind. This is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little scary, I have to say. I think we what we did was made it so fucking stupid that it became genius. <laughs> like that's, that's exactly right. what we did. That's what happened. It's yeah. It's not a path most take to genius. <laughs> but we and did yet, it, buddy. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> fucking congratulations to you pal me why well because you had a hand in it yeah but i mean what's going to happen i mean uh, <laughs> as soon as it'll just be her on right, the right, show back and on, we'll be back, gone yeah we're, we're back you on know? the story it's a little scary yeah i don't know it's uh it's a tough one it's a tough one yeah and i don't know what's going to happen yeah, i don't know these, either i don't know either to these salesmen i mean I, how can they possibly beat a machine it's got to be more efficient than them calling somebody on the phone trying to get an appointment how about tomorrow at eight well this is my point right like some okay so thank you for bringing us back this is like we get to a place where we'll we'll have to decide this job can be done by computers robots uh uh, you know hybrid or we cannot right 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 sales seems to me like one of the jobs that's going to remain something that humans will want to deal with humans about perhaps but I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't. No, but what in your, okay, in your ideal, Bill Weingartner's world, don't you feel uh-huh. like sales is something that's, uh, you got to look a guy in the eye, you got to look a lady in the eye and say, yes, please, or no, thank you? It depends on what I'm buying. What, you know, I'd be it? more than happy. Yeah, it does. I'm talking about sales. I'm talking about like, <laughs> I'm not talking Brand. about going to the store. I'm not, you know what I mean? Right, right. That's, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about Amazon. Some, somebody's got something they think you want, something that will make your life better and they want to sell it to you. Right. That's never going to happen via a computer. I don't know. I don't think so. Wow. Yeah, we're going to take The debate that. will continue. How do you know you need it lest it gets sold to you? That's right. You know what I yeah, mean? I don't. But couldn't a machine give me the, the benefits and the... You know, like yeah, your Instagram feed probably does it already. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, they have so much information on us that they collect through all the apps that we visit, the websites we go to. Everything is collected, and they have literally volumes and volumes on every human being, every website you've been to, every app you've ever used, right? Keystrokes you've typed into that app, all that kind of stuff. I know. 
breaking news i'm off instagram i'm done oh good for you i don't do it anymore wow i won't do it i'm getting this stuff off my phone all facebook i'm starting with facebook everything facebook related off my phone done yeah absolutely you're You're gone i'm done with you good for you just for the for the record and I've heard that um, TikTok is, is supposedly the worst. Like TikTok is like a spying thing disguised as like a little kid's, you know, music syncing program yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, kids are having fun with it. And, and it's a they shame. Are. And it's a shame yeah. that it's become this thing because. Yeah. I, I think I want kids to have fun. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I yeah. really do. Like you yeah. love your TikTok. Great. But wh- why does it have to be a weapon against them? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, someone could easily make a competitor that does the same thing. And that isn't a spying device, but um, why would you when there's no money in it? Well, yeah, right? all, <laughs> but also if you're me, you think like you would try it, and then you would you would there would be a suicide, you would you would be found <laughs> dead, you know, a, a suicide, right. four gunshot wounds to the head, you know what I mean? One of those, <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. That's my fear. Yeah. The water engine, that whole, you know what I mean? To bring it back, that's right. That whole thing is like why you, we never get that. We don't get that far. They're, competitors aren't allowed to compete. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And if they do, the, the big companies just buy them out. And that's what happens. And they just kill whatever the innovation was. They just buy it and get rid of it. Exactly. Mundo. Terrible. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the thing that's the, the most valuable thing probably in the world today is not a thing at all. It's data. data. You know what I mean? It's, yes. it's your personal data. It's terrifying. The, it's a terrifying prospect. And the thing that you need to sift through all that shit is a machine because it's too much for a human to sift through. So it's like machines selling data to other machines. Right. <laughs> it's like right. It's crazy. Yes. We're it's doomed. It's crazy. We're utterly yeah. doomed. <laughs> we are. We are pretty well We've doomed. We've been sitting in a room with grace. I know. We're doomed. Right. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, so the, and the, 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 salesmen here probably feel similarly and uh, and glenister is like okay go take a break right <laughs> now that we've dropped this bomb on you <laughs> go across the street have some chinese food and come back <laughs> in an hour george again can't eat on cue well doesn't I mean, they go to just lunch. had a bunch of pie <laughs> <laughs> that was that was like a few years ago oh right pie. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were in in recollection of it they got full again, <laughs> is what I meant. That's right. <laughs> Blake tells him when they come back, he's going to give a demonstration of what the Lead Whacker 3000 is going to do for this That's company. Right. I'm looking forward to that. Is, that. is it going to do a cold call, like that kind of thing, you think? I don't know, but that's what I'm imagining, something like that. Yeah, where yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. Somehow it just does a call and we see what the result is. What? Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. If fuck. It's, it's going to sell. It's going to sell. Yeah, exactly. That it's thing's going to sell. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be crazy. Ah, oh, damn it. I know. Well, listen, um, I have a couple of uh, other items if we have time. Okay, yeah, no. Them. Treat me like I'm a guy you just met five minutes ago at a, at a business meeting. <laughs> well, listen, um, look... <laughs> Okay. okay, so let's move if on, I just, guess. That would be great. Okay, fantastic. Could, um, Bill, was it could, Bill? Okay, great. Yeah, that's, uh, if we could do a housekeeping, that would be great. Forty-year-old <laughs> men are so often wrong, so here is our housekeeping song. I was saying I hate the way you're so glibly going into this. It makes me nervous. <laughs> no, it's good. It's a good one. 
Okay, so uh, just a couple things from recent episodes. Uh, last week we were talking about Tellurium. You remember that? I do. And I said I wanted to be in a fan club of Tellurium. And I was interested in, in, I said, off the top of my head, I said, the foundation for the advancement of Tellurium, <laughs> the acronym of which is FATS. FATS, yes. <laughs> which, yeah. yeah. I didn't think of that at the time. You and but your when fat I listened club. back, exactly. I wanted to just throw out FAT I as love a, it. As a I thing love it. for people to join. Uh, one thing I got wrong recently, I was talking about the movie Lolita when yes. uh, Glenister revealed all of his uh, characters that he had played. And I said that the name of. Um, Peter Sellers' character was Quill, which is not... It's actually Claire Quilty. So oh. part of it, right, but not the whole but thing. But his so friends call to, him Quill. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to clean yeah, that up. Yeah. Okay. And last week, you asked a couple questions about Welcome Back, Cotter, and I wanted to get back to you on Oh, great. The first one was, uh, was Welcome Back, Cotter the first sitcom based on a stand-up comedy routine? And I thought that was an interesting that, thing to I remember into. we both said we were going to look into that. I did yeah. not look into that. I did. I'm glad you did. Thank you. And f- as far as I can come up with, the first one that I saw is um, comes from 1950. Okay. Oh. 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 You got it. You got it? Oh. You got it? No, I don't got it. But the, oh, okay. I know the show I referenced as a potential originality or uh, originator of this device. Oh, the honey. Remember, uh, I brought the, up the honeymooners, honeymooners, and you were like. Right. <laughs> No, it's not the honeymoon. That guy wasn't a fucking stand-up comic, and I was like, "All right, smug guy," <laughs> but like, I just threw it out there. Same right, era, right. okay? Who was it? What was same it? era? Uh, the the George Burns and Gracie Allen of show, of course. Yes, of course. Which is, if you've never seen it, is pretty hilarious. I have to say, it and is hilarious. Props to props to Gracie Allen because she was the real genius of that duo. Even though George Burns lived a long time and had a a long storied career, and she he was made fantastic. Those God movies. Yeah. Oh God. Right. <laughs> And oh God, book two. That was unfortunately my first entrance into the into the Burnsiverse. <laughs> John Denver and George Burns. What a pair! Yeah, what were, a right? ridiculous idea. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there were many other uh, sitcom comedy stand-up comedies that came between oh, Burns many. and Allen. So, and uh, do you have some notables? And yeah, like uh, of course, um, Sanford and Son. Fred, Red, Red Fox, is, of course. Yeah, Red Fox is kind of a stand-up comedian. For sure. And um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the Bob Newhart Show. Bob Newhart oh, was of a, course. Sit, of a course. sit-down yeah. comedian. To but yeah, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great one. So yeah, there were quite a few yeah. uh, in between. Uh, and the other question you raised about Welcome Back. Obviously, was, what Cheers happens? was Ted Danson's stand-up routine. <laughs> I'm kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great, though? That would have been good. Yeah. Uh, you asked what happened to Cotter, because we talked about how he kind of yeah, left the show. what happened to Cotter? What was going on with that? How did they write him out of a show that he was the namesake of? Well, in the last season, he wanted the uh, the Sweat Hogs to graduate <laughs> and, and go to a community college. Oh. And he would he would go and like be either their teacher or somehow be involved with them at this community college. Interesting. Not a bad because idea. Because by this time... No, not a bad idea because th- by this time the Sweat Hogs were nearly 30. You know what I mean? They were in their late, yeah, mid to late 20s. Yeah, they should 20s. be out of high school. Yeah. Exactly. For yeah. sure. But the producers uh, didn't agree and wanted to keep the formula as is because it had been so successful. And uh, so Gabe Kaplan quit. No wonder just Suits get off. a bad name. What, like, you're, How are your instincts that bad? <laughs> like, of course they need to advance some. 
yeah and they just they just they were just like okay quit Let's and that was it they never even where really... they are like who can interact with them what they can experience like you have to do that shit exactly Gabe Kaplan yeah. knew it he did know it why didn't they because they weren't creative people they I were guess. just trying to cash in on this whole high school deal they yeah, thought that yeah, was yeah. the key to their success right 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 dumbasses well that's but, interesting uh, that's, that's it but how did they write him out though did you have the answer to that no i don't oh that's the one i, really I know wanted. that was probably the main question you wanted yeah, to i mean answer. now you really let me down again buddy <laughs> well you can look up that part <laughs> i know i can but i, I want it you know <laughs> it's nice to have it brought to me i, I want a machine to do it for me <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, well, I thought you would bring it to me and present it <laughs> next time i'll look that up for next time all okay? right all right all right fair enough well that, I, I think we should call it quits right there because uh <laughs> i think we're good like dad out good. back good. playing with the neighborhood kids <laughs> you're like you're kind of over it and you're like yeah. well i think well all right all right guys let's wrap it up right there what do you say huh <laughs> Way to play my, with each other. My back is starting I, to hurt. I got to get inside. <laughs> I need a martini. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's wrap it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I was long-winded. I apologize to the suits. I, uh, there's no, there's I like, no need to apologize. I like that we got into some, some, some real shit here, though. We did, too. You're right. Yeah. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen down the road. There's going to be more shit coming on. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, as always. Yeah. We appreciate it. And let us know on Twitter if you think that fucking, um, you know, real rhymes have to actually real rhyme or if <laughs> Reese and Weast is okay with you in a fucking jingle. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Sway, let, yeah, let us the, know. That <laughs> may sway the jingle department. You never know. Uh, no. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh. If someone else says it, fine. If I say it, you you got no... I see. No, no. I see. <laughs> no, it's popular opinion. You see what I'm saying? Again, it's the audience. I what see. does the audience say? All right. Well, then please definitely get if, at us and let us know because I yeah, want, love I want Weast you. in that jingle. I need Weast in that jingle. <laughs> you want Weast in that jingle. <laughs> yeah. You need Weast in that jingle. I really do. Okay. It's true. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, until then, thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. What would David Mamet think? What would David Mamet think? Hate it, love it, tell us to shine.